Hey guys, we just finished up filming the podcast. I'm just going to let you know, I'm throwing this in right in the beginning. Subscribe to the podcast. We have like 80% of the people that watch this are not subscribed, so subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to the iced coffee episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, this is good. Hey, we can just leave it. Yeah, right, we're good. So this is the 28th episode ever, $18,600. I'm Carter Share. You guys are watching the iced coffee You guys are watching the iced coffee Hour. hour. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot harder than I Welcome. thought. Welcome. Well, you know what? We've had a few guests, though. It's a late Just hour, I think, too. Only yeah, two so. out of, like, probably 20 guests have actually got it. Really? On I the mean, first well, try. The, the first try was really close. I didn't know you wanted that ever. <laughs> the ever is <laughs> the ever. I was, I was, yeah. Peace de resistance. We have a format that works here, and the 28th ever episode is part of it. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's very, impor- very important. <laughs> but we did fine. We did fine. But welcome to the Iced Coffee Hour. This is really exciting. Uh, you're on YouTube. For those that don't know, uh, mm-hmm. your main channel has, what, seven, eight? Is it eight million subscribers now? Seven million? It's seven something. Yeah, not eight yet. Almost eight million subscribers. Uh, you have a few channels mm-hmm. then you as well. So you do, what would you, what would you categorize your main channel as? Like the type of content yeah. that I make? Uh, like viral content based on like YouTube. So we make content for uh, younger demographics. So mm-hmm. like kids, basically like high school and younger. We do challenges. We do pranks. We do social experiments. And I'm getting a lot more into like building crazy stuff, mm-hmm. like building the giant 28 foot Lego yacht and then trying to float it in my pool. So just totally ran like every episode is just so different. Mm-hmm. We did like last to leave lion cage and we did it for real. We were in there for four hours with a real full grown lion what? Uh, that line was tamed, correct? It was a like very it tamed a... line. It says the only line in the country you could ever do this with. It was but still it was, frightening? Yeah, it was crazy. It was so big. How, very what, quick. How, how is this one so tame? Yeah, because the owner found it as a cub, and she raises them from and like handles them every single day. That's how you would like tame a, a large cat. And there's something special about this one. And so this one appears in a lot of different movies as like a lion. Um, and uh, so it's like four years old. And, like, this one's just, as they say, a very special line. Did you feel safe in there? Yeah, until, it, like, something had happened. And then it's, like, then you realize there's no way you're getting out in time if something were to happen. Like, it would get up and you it realize the you. size or you just reach, like, it reaches its paw. You just realize how fast. And its paws are, like, this big. Like, they were the size of your face. I mean, it was really wild. Did you have, like, safety measures? Not really. No paramedics on site or anything like that. Um you know, we had the uh, the owner in there. She, that was one thing. She had to be in the cage with us at all times. And if she wasn't there, then it would be a different vibe, I think, for the line. Okay. Say the cage is a square. Were you just in the exact opposite side <laughs> of, like, the, well, the, the line the entire of, time? Well, sort of, yes. And then, I mean, you could leave any time. The gate wasn't locked, but it was, you know, like, you open the latch and you just mm-hmm. walk out. But if you leave, you lose. As last to leave wins. Uh, but then we did challenges as it progressed. You had to go up and like touch the line. <laughs> so Isn't that we, just provoking it? <laughs> it's just well, it's like we, you play until you have to gets pull the lion's tail afterwards. Yeah, it's, yeah, you so have we, to anger the lion. Well, then we brought in raw meat and we had to feed the oh, lion. Oh no! Yeah, that was the last challenge. Did you win? Uh, no, I did not win. It's, I left. it's scary. Yeah. No, it was. It's terrifying. The teeth, like everything about it, was uh, pretty wild. How much does that cost? We paid, I think, like forty five hundred bucks. So it's a little to bit over a thousand for a day. To rent a line for a day, <laughs> wow. it took us like four hours in the hot sun. It was very hot that day uh, to film, and uh, I think the check was like forty five wow. hundred something like that. But how do you one up that? Because I've seen a lot of your videos. It kind of builds on one another. Like you can't go down. Like once once you do a lion, you, you can't go and do like a chimpanzee. You got to do like now a bear. 
or an alligator well, or something in, yeah. more vicious. So in the actual video, uh, to determine one of the winners at the end, since we all like left kind of like at the, around like the four hour mark, we did like a tiebreaker round with a grizzly bear. And that thing was even bigger and very aggressive. So it was through the cage, and the, it was actually one of the owner's ideas. Like, get some of this, like, fruit and put it on your cheek and then put your cheek up against the, the fence, and oh, he'll lick it. no. So we're doing that, right? So I'm kind of doing it scary. I mean, this thing is going fast. So now I was standing ready, for, getting ready for the cameras, and he reaches under and almost grabs my shoe to try to pull me under. And they, so the lady's like, oh, step out. And, like, I stepped out, and he almost grabbed me and pulled me into the fence. And... So I asked her, I was like, well, what's he trying to do? Like, what if you open that gate? He says, if you open that gate or you go in that cage, he will kill you immediately. That's what he's trying to do. And I'm like, so why are you suggesting to let it lick our faces? <laughs> it was, the whole thing is Who insures crazy. this? Do you, do you check with an insurance company beforehand? <laughs> yeah. Because this is a special thing. It's like, if I were Kaiser, I'd say, no, you put yourself in danger. You put yourself in a, in a tiger, in a lion's cage. We're not going to cover that. You must have some sort of special insurance. Like, athletes have this insurance. Like, stunt people have this insurance. Like, right? Uh, we're working on it, yeah. It's a process. <laughs> it's a process. Uh, we, so we did try to do this one where we were going to jump off the roof into, like, a big crash pad. We thought that would be fun for a video. And we could not get insurance for that. We talked to a few places, and they were saying no. Just, like, we don't insure that kind of stuff. But so, you get insurance for all of the stunts that you do. No. They're working on it. <laughs> well, I mean, most of it is my own personal harm. It's uh, right. very rarely um, are there like big risks for other people, mm -hmm. and we have general liability insurance for you know someone tripping at the house or whatever like that. But that one was a very special occasion uh, to like invite my friends into the lion cage. Normally, it's just like myself, and mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sue myself. But having insurance for myself would be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, no, that's definitely a frontier that we're continuing to expand wow. into. Is like being smarter with like insurance and safety and having like paramedics on site and things like that. So you intend to keep like pushing the limits here with, with some of the videos because to yeah. have paramedics on site for, for videos made for like high school and under, is that necessary to go crazy for to content? go, to go that crazy? Well, it's not that like, I feel like I need to, to get views. Yeah. Um, I just really wanted to do that video and everyone else was so down. Like I wasn't like begging anyone to do it. I was very willing it was very, everyone was very excited for it and everything. So, um, I mean, there are some other videos I feel like I got into. I felt like I needed to go big to, you know, get views. But it's really not about that. It's also not really about one-upping. It's just about making just interesting, entertaining content. Yeah. Really. Uh, would you Would you do the bear licking the face? Yeah. You, you would do it? I would, I would, I would probably do that. Yeah. Really? I, I think that it's just like a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, and if something bad mm. happens, something bad happens, but it, like, like dying in that way would be kind of like, not cool, but like, I think I mean, risk of death is low, but I think risk of like getting like, yeah, cut you don't want to be mutilated. Or, yeah. Do some sort of cost yeah. benefit analysis. You know, mm. obviously the cost is very high in the event <laughs> something happens, but at the same time, it's like very low chance. So I would probably the do story it. you would get from that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you, would you do that? I don't think I would. I, I just, I, it's probably the I don't think I would. Answer. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably the smart Because just answer. because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity doesn't mean you need to put yourself at risk. Like, but the if risk there's a one low. in a hundred chance. So, yeah. I mean, if there's a one in 100 chance, I'd rather just not do well, it. I'd rather just play it safe. Yeah. I mean, playing it safe would be to not do it. I mean, like, to give, okay, <laughs> so, to take a step back, yeah, like, okay. the whole holistic thing, like, we did approach this very, like, we're not, like, stupid jumping into this thing. Like, we thought about it. We talked with people and all that kind of stuff, and we proceeded with caution. We made sure, like, even, like, 
uh, like I said, we like one of the challenges was to feed it raw chicken, like mm-hmm. raw meat, like how, like you know, feed like a hand feed it while we're in the cage with this lion. Sounds crazy. Like, why would you like put bait in the water with sharks? Well, we asked the lady like all these things, and she says they're not going to increase the risk. Like just because you're feeding it, like like we made sure like walk through all mm-hmm. the steps. But of course, there is you know general risk, and we don't do animals often. We do like little puppies. You know, and that's my like, level. Yeah, but we don't. I don't know if I would do it again. That video was crazy. You know, uh, so I'm not like big into like wild animals because, you know, Gosh. very unpredictable. So you tend to go for the virality aspect. Like what other stuff do you think is worth mentioning? Like what's what's the what would you say is the craziest video you've done? The craziest video? I don't know. What it's would you say is say. the hardest to organize video? Like the, the most difficult to, to get put together to... I don't know. Yeah, like the to coordinate the whole thing. Yeah. Right, because you did like the Lego video where you where you created like a whole Lego ship and put it in your pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one took a little bit of log- like logistical planning, but big logistics. Um, and we've done stuff with like rental cars where we had like multiple Lambos and we were driving those around. We did, uh, I ordered 10,000 rubber chickens from China and then got those delivered, and it filled, like, a swimming pool for them. We could, like, jump into them and, like, swim and stuff. What do you do with those afterwards? Like, (laughs) where did they all go? Yeah, We gave those away. Okay. So we gave them away for free on our our website, which was really cool. A lot of the fans, they sold out, like, day of. Is it they have to pay for shipping? They cover the cost of shipping. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was, like, three bucks or something, you know? But then you get, like, this rubber chicken, (laughs) which is probably 15 bucks on Amazon or whatever. Who and, comes uh, up with that? Who who came up with that idea? I think it was probably either me or Phil. We were probably hanging out. And so Phil, if you guys don't know, also shout out to Phil. He loves uh, watching all your content. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, he runs our merchandising yeah. and teamrar.com. And so he has like a whole supply chain from China that manufactures custom like uh, apparel, hats, uh, like this hat, for example, mm-hmm. and then ships them into a... Uh, LA, and then we distribute it from there. Speaking of which, we're going to turn off the cameras for a second. We'll come right back on. One sec, Jack. I got a surprise for you. Do you wear for this? I'm, I think oh, I yeah. One. This is awesome. Which one's the, uh, the large one? All right, guys. I have the uh, Team Raw hoodie on right now. I just got to say, very, very cozy. Mm-hmm. I think that it is very comfortable. This has got to come down. And uh, You squeezed <laughs> into it. Yeah. I yeah. think you're probably normally a like medium or large. Yeah, medium or large, definitely. There we go. I don't know if that's going to look interesting just to have a weird angle like that. What do you think? I mean, it would probably need better lighting, like, from the side. Oh, well. You know what? It'll be all mysterious. Let's just try it. All right, so the review of the hoodie. It's actually one of, I will say, it is one of the most comfortable hoodies that I've ever worn. It is so soft on the inside. It is incredibly soft. It fits you perfectly. Really? Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. I'm sure if it's I a good st- fit. Yeah. stood up, because my bot- torso is kind of... And I think yeah, if you did fine. this, it'd be, like, up to here. All my height is in my torso. So okay. I know I think you're fine. Thanks, Graham. Okay, well, it looks good. You got the green one. Thank on you. There. I like the green. Yeah, it's I nice like the bright color. colors now. So we got to yeah. get an understanding of what exactly Team RAR is. Okay. Okay. How did what does that stand for? How did you get the idea to to make something like that? And mm-hmm. also, hopefully, go into a little bit of your backstory because I watched a video today on you. I honestly, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen a lot of your content. I've heard of you and I've seen you on like you know yeah. trending or whatever plenty mm-hmm. of times. But I watched this video where it was like. 10 years of your life. Yeah. That was a good video. Thank and you. Uh, you actually really surprised me, like, in those 10 years. It's not what I expected. You're very... 
you're very, very smart. And Thank not you. that I wasn't expecting that. I was not that I wasn't expecting that. That's something that no, yeah, yeah, like, I wouldn't expect it either for all, someone to hang in a lion's cage. Well, like, <laughs> like all the all the robotic stuff and like mechanics and stuff like that. You're very good with all that. And you mm-hmm. like went to and studied like physics and stuff like that, and then changed out to like computer science or whatever. Yeah. So first off, let's get on to the the team RAR. How did team you RAR. come to? Or we can go chronologically. Yeah, let's go chronologically. That sounds yeah, yeah, better, okay. yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I was born. I mean, I don't go that far back. <laughs> so yeah, I went to Carnegie Mellon University after high school. Uh, and I went in to study physics. So I was going to be a physics major freshman year. Uh, and then I got all the way to like quantum mechanics. And I just thought at that point, it's just like too much. Mm-hmm. It's just too crazy. I can't imagine like if I'm only here, I guess it was sophomore year, taking quantum mechanics. The math is just insane super fascinating stuff still love physics so after quantum i was like you know what like i can't imagine what i'm going to do for a living if this is a sophomore year what do i do after senior year like it's gonna be so deep so uh i did a career change and then i started getting more interested in discovering that carnegie mellon is really good at computer science and robotics mm. it's like number one in the country for those kind of things which is awesome because i've always been fascinated with robots um and throughout high school you know i got into legged locomotion which are like mechanical linkage systems that like you turn rotary cranks into like legs that'll walk across the ground and you can like Mm. have self-propelled things it's really tough to describe you'd have to see it sure so i guess i'm kind of going backwards but i I, can throw some uh b-roll yeah yeah. from from the tenure like i built like a 12-legged essentially wheelchair that has legs instead of wheels and they like walk across the ground and they're hand-powered i've built uh full-size mechanical horses that you can ride like bicycles and like you literally climb up, it's like tall. So yeah, so I got in, you know, so uh, throughout school I studied, uh, just took all the classes I could with robotics and computer science and mm-hmm. kind of picked and choose the stuff I wanted to learn. And so I actually ended up creating my own self-defined major. And then after that, uh, I went to UPenn and we did an incubator program with my friend Phil. He was the guy who does uh, the TeamRar.com yeah. and merchandising. And then while I was there, I was doing self-driving cars and working in the embedded embedded systems laboratory, doing like microcontrollers and sensors and developing uh, like software and hardware for self-driving cars. And then that's when I got into YouTube. How? There's no connection there. There is no connection there. I mean, a little bit in a sense. Like I started discovering like there's more than just PewDiePie that's like a professional YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, but never really thought about it. Like I always watched YouTube growing up. And so as we started getting into it, uh, posting videos. And I mean, I guess initially it was just kind of the research. So I just switched my focus to like trying to like figure out how to make a car drive itself. Let's just figure out how to post a video that gets views. And there's an algorithm involved, there's audience. So I just started doing research on that and kind of reverse engineered how to make a video that somebody would watch and that YouTube would promote. Um, you know, that has to be the right thumbnail, the right title, the right packaging, the right upload time, the right upload day, the right upload frequency, the right way you create your contact, the right content and the way you like speak into a camera mm-hmm. and so i just started working on all those skills just video by video and then went viral like a few months later didn't even make it six months into that first job had to find a sublet sublease for that uh apartment that i had and then i moved into my parents house and then uh you know three years later now i'm in bel-air what's what does that first video make how much were you making back then to be like i'm gonna quit my job and just Move in with parents and, and do YouTube. Like the first video that actually did something yeah. versus all the ones that made no money at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember early on we had, and this was me and my brother working together on this first channel. We hit like, 
And I was only making like $12 an hour as a research assistant. Uh, loved the job, was still learning so much. But that was like kind of my reference point. It's like, you know, $12.50. Um, we did like three grand in a month, which mm-hmm. was like a non-zero number. I think that was the first like non-zero, like 200 bucks doesn't mean anything to wow. me, mm-hmm. right? But we made like three grand. I was like, wow, three grand is like, that's like a real chunk of money. Like yeah. that's something like, let's keep trying this. Like, let's keep going. Maybe, uh, I think that was the point. I was like, all right, I'll come home every weekend to make content and we'll just grind. We did like 14 hour days and we tried to make enough content in two days and edit the videos so we could post throughout the week for my next weekend to come home. Um, and then we had a couple videos that like hit a million or did well or something. And then I remember we hit like 20 grand in one month and I'm like, whoa, 20 grand divided by two people is still 10 grand, which is still more. It's way more than I'm making now. And it's also more than my dream job in Silicon Valley, Mm -hmm. which will pay like 114 or something like that. So I'm like, wow. And then we're just getting started. Also, we have 10K subs. And I know you can do 100K subs. You can also do a million subs. You can do 10. Like the the amount of growth ahead of us is tremendous. Mm -hmm. And we're already making like a, a, a decent amount, like... And so I remember having to like talk with my professor, like, yo, like, I know you just hired me, but I want to quit. And so I showed him like that. He's like, dude, that's just a glitch. Like, that's noise. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm like, dude, no, I believe like we can keep this going up. And uh, so I quit and then we just went full force. That's so smart. I hate when people say that. Like, oh, you don't know. You don't know. You you stick with this. But yeah, you go to, have you talked to the professor since then? Uh, not really. I think like a, like a couple months later before I moved out to California, he like reached out because yeah. I needed to like bring someone up to speed that was taking my spot to like run a lab or like figure out what some questions about the code that I wrote for, I made like a self-balancing robot lab for this grad program. They're like trying to help, trying to figure it out. So it was like that, but it wasn't like checking in like, oh man, I doubted you. Never any of that. Never any like closure like that. <laughs> it was always just like, he actually told me this. Uh, when I was sitting in his office, so nervous because I was so thankful for the opportunity he <clears throat> yeah. gave me. And I'm learning a tremendous amount. Um, but he said something after I tried quitting. Well, one, he said, why don't you try going part-time? I'm like, no, full-time. Like, I need to hit mm-hmm. this hard. And he goes, like, wow, I'm disappointed. Like, you're you're meant for so much greater. You know, you're meant for so much than playing on Photoshop and making, you know, Nerf videos or whatever, doing, like, Nerf oh, videos. And that would, okay. I mean, it's yeah. a little bit, like, rude, but also... Yeah. Like, I get what he's saying. Like, you're meant for so much more. You're, you're going to develop, like, the cure for cancer or, like, some, like, you're going to make the, like, Tesla's drive, self-driving cars. You're going to be the head of a, you know, IT or, I don't know, like, something big. Yeah. Is what he was kind of meaning by it as opposed to, like, this is silly. Like, you're meant for more. But I knew what I was doing that he didn't understand was so much more. You know what I mean? Like, I knew where mm-hmm. I could take it or I believed yeah. that it could be something huge. I would love for you to, to have a follow-up with him. Yeah. And film it. Yeah. Film it on the channel. I think that would be such great content to come full circle and come back. Invite him over to your place in Bel Air. You got you got this mansion, man. It's yeah. insane. This this house has more bedrooms than I could count. It's mad. We'll, we'll talk about that soon. But I think that would be so much fun. That you bring him be. by and you give him a you give him a drive in the Lamborghini. Yeah, pick him up from the airport <laughs> in the Aventador. Yeah, you should do that. Give him give him the full stay. Let him stay in the place. Mm-hmm. No hotel. You'll, you'll pay for it. I think that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, I, yeah sometimes I do like kind of lay in bed thinking about like the people like that in my life mm-hmm. uh, that like either didn't believe or like were negative in some kind of way and thinking about like, you know, talking to them now and kind of checking in, you know. Check, kinda, checking in. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah <laughs> like, you know, worked hard, made it work. You know, you didn't believe in me, you know. How did you 
make twenty thousand dollars in a month with ten thousand subscribers? We had uh, a couple videos that hit big, and they they didn't grow your sub count a ton with the videos. No, I mean we were growing fast, and so I'm not, you know, I'm this is got off a of memory. You know, this is like late 2016, early 2017. Mm-hmm. So you know, three years ago, and so I'm trying to remember specifically what it is. But it was something like that. Like we were probably like under 50k mm-hmm. for sure, uh, and made like three grand, and then like the 10 grand. I think what it was actually, this is a, a milestone that I remember very specifically. Is if we could hit 100,000 subscribers, I'll quit my job. So we were at 100k, and that was also the same time I remember showing my boss to like prove. I was so excited, like yeah, like I made 20 grand, like that's awesome. That might have been like the month before, but before. Our, I talked to him, and before I could move out, we were already at 200K. Oh, my gosh. We, like, doubled that fast. And then, like, before you knew it, I think, like, a month and a half later, we were at a million. So we had, like, tremendous exponential growth because we were riding trends. And the algorithm was simpler back then. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's any more complicated. It's just different. And I just, like, Mm -hmm. figured it out. And so I knew how to make content win and how to combine trends and how to merge audiences to just... To just win. Like if you typed in fidget spinner, I would come up first. Mm-hmm. Back when like fidget spinners were like a big trend. Like if you type in nerf, I'm probably ranked like third. Like if you just go on Google nerf, like I would be there. Like I was like maxing out all the SEO on all the topics like nerf, slime, prank, fidget spinners, mm-hmm. hoverboard, backflip, that stuff and just maxed out on it all. Were you doing a lot of networking at the time? No, zero. No collabs, nothing. That's incredible. Did it all without ever meeting a YouTuber until we were like... I don't know, one and a half million or more. Mm-hmm. And he was a car channel and had 500K, but like not like a big channel. Who was the so, car channel? Uh, JR Garage. Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, he, Jeff, uh, yeah. Don't they comment on? They do. Yeah. 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 Shout out to JR Garage if yeah. you guys are watching. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen those guys in a long time, but yeah, we filmed a yeah. few really cool videos. Actually, <clears throat> so what we wanted to do with, um, and my brother Steven was friends with those guys. That's how I met them. So they had, they were like in high school. It's the craziest mm-hmm. thing. So they were high schoolers. I think he was 17. Uh, JR was 17 and had a Lamborghini living in, you know. I thought it was a Viper. Well, he had a Viper he had too. He Viper first. And yeah. we had a Viper at all the same time. A Viper. Yeah, what was the car he drove to high school? A Lamborghini, was, a Gallardo. How did they do no, that? How do you do that at 17? That was a Viper. He's, I'm telling you, he has so many cars, it's crazy. And this is back in 2018. 17 no this is it this is it driving this is his initial video was driving my dodge viper to high school at 17 and then he had this one posted later driving my lamborghini to high school at 17 funny supercar reaction three years ago that's around the time that we met him and his brother and they rolled up to my house with a tesla model x p90d or whatever the maxed one is you know and then a Gallardo and a Viper. They rolled up like that. That is so cool. So, And we had content plans. So, again, this is back when I was, like, top of my <clears throat> analytics strategy mm-hmm. game. And we wanted to combine fidget spinners, which were, like, mega hot with Lamborghini, which is, according to my research, super hot. Yeah. So we were going to do, like, a Lamborghini fidget spinners by making a giant Lamborghini and putting it, like, on the wheels as, like, a spinners, you know? Oh, wow. So we just, like, he just let us hot glue it to the rim. We, like, made this spray paint. It was super cool. It looked like a giant fidget spinner out of cardboard. And then we put, like, a bearing in the middle from a fidget spinner and then just, like, literally just glued it with hot glue. It did the Lamborghini rim. So you drive around, you have these, like, you know, like, spinners. But they were, like, it was a cool thing. It went viral, you know, multi-million views. Um, so it was just crazy, yeah. That's incredible. I feel like the algorithm used to be so much more simple back then. Like three years ago, it was honestly, you put, like for us, you put passive income in the title, 
100k views easy which back then for a finance channel that's like that's the equivalent of a million views now so i'll mm-hmm. just do views now passive income million views uh talk about a lamborghini you have a lamborghini in the background five hundred thousand views i bought a lamborghini a million views now that doesn't work anymore now you can't do that, that that's boring that's but, actually literally what we did lamborghini yeah. was so hot that we went out and we bought a lamborghini yeah. and we made more money because we bought that lamborghini than if we didn't buy the lamborghini that doesn't work so well today, although no, it does I still not. bought Because everyone buy has Lambos yeah. now. That's, like, everyone, that's yeah, like the that's new true. baseline, you know? Exactly. you got to get is. a private jet next. Okay, that's the next step. But no, yeah. but, but see, you have to appeal to like 25 and under. 25 and under, they don't care about private jets. No, it's they too don't. They don't have any like posters of it on their wall. No. It's not in music videos as much as like Lambo is just true, such true. a brand. What do, what do kids like now? Because I feel like even just a few years ago, it was Lamborghini. What I is think it now? It's still a Lambo in a lot of senses. There's yeah. more. Everyone has a Lambo, so there's more competition for content. I um, thought it was Tesla. Worked for Tesla me. Tesla is cool. Tesla worked for me. Seventy-eight dollar Tesla Model Three. But I don't know if it's kids. I think it's a little bit older people that mm-hmm. are very into. Like I'm into Tesla. A lot of my friends my age, you know, as opposed to like you know, you ask a six-year-old what's the coolest car, they're probably not saying Tesla. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very cool cars, but they're probably saying some kind of fancy sports car. Mm-hmm. You know, more colors and stuff like that. Let's talk about that Lambo that you bought. Because in that video that I watched of yours, you said that you spent <clears throat> everything to get this Lambo. Like, you yeah. literally had, like, zero dollars after this transaction. Mm-hmm. It was what was that around. like? And uh, how long did it take for you to, like, save up for the Lambo? And did you go into it with 100% confidence that it would pay for itself? No, we didn't go 100% confidence. So we had so we were shopping for a Lambo, and I think we paid, like, this one's uh, like $150,000. It was a Gallardo, right? Lamborghini Gallardo yeah. 2012. So it's only a few years old, very low <clears throat> miles. We got like the green, like this, like this color green. Verde Ithaca. Verde Ithaca. Yeah. And so we found, uh, we went all over. We did find one. And so we like flew up or drove up to like Ohio or something like that. And we like saw it. We told the guy, like, this is it. Don't we negotiate? We bought the car handshake. And then, you know, like before we're like officially signing papers and transferring money, we had to like wait for our next AdSense to come in just so we could pay it. We didn't even have the money. Wow. We knew what we were going to get paid because they tell you estimated. Yeah. But you had to wait a month for it to come. So we had to like wait for it. So we're like making up excuses of like what's happening because he's like, where's my money? Like I thought I was going to get paid Monday. We didn't get paid until like Thursday that week. So we had to like wait. So it finally hit the bank. And then we turned around and shot it, and we was like zeroed it. We had like a couple thousand bucks left. You didn't and want to get a loan or anything? We never even thought of it. We didn't even yeah. know. I had no clue what a loan was. I mean, I did, but like we didn't like consider those things. No, we just paid cash, and we paid all the cash we had. And, you know, we're only like a few months into YouTube, so we made that money fast. A few fast. months into YouTube? Yeah. Buying a Lamborghini? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, still living in my parents' house. <clears throat> we bought a, buy a Lamborghini before Jeez. we decided to move out. How much um, of that was like you liking the Lambo versus how much of that was like a calculated risk to? Use yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that we weren't like super <laughs> well, hyped. About, naturally, right? Yeah, you know, being the only like kids yeah. in Virginia. How old were you? Uh, just graduated college, so like it's twenty. Yeah, oh, twenty sixteen. Um. So yeah, that was cool. But you know, in hindsight, it was such an incredible investment. We made a lot of videos with it. It's more than paid itself off multiple times over mm-hmm. uh we used it for branding for a music video share the love <clears throat> which was the first uh piece of music i've ever written mm-hmm. i've never played any instrument 
or anything. We write this song and it's over 120 million views now. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I listen like, to it. Yeah. How, oh, how much did how much does that make? 120 million? Can you can you tell us? I don't have uh, access to that yeah. anymore, but it's definitely over a hundred thousand dollars. So even just that okay. single video alone is probably closer to 200k. Wow. Uh, revenue. It's very low CPM because it's just short. You only get one ad. You're not going to put an ad like in the middle of a music yeah. video when people are listening to it. That would be funny. That's something that would I would do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My music video guys would have an ad that every other minute. That. Yeah. We should do that. That would be fun. Yeah. Just like right as the chorus is coming up. Yeah. It's right like, the climax. Damn, Ty Lopez showing up. <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy, you know, because like that video. A platinum record is 150 million like plays or whatever. There's different metrics that equate to different things. So if that video hits 150 million, which it's on track to, it gets like a million or two a month every month for since we made it. Wow. Uh, it's gonna go platinum, and so I'll be like a platinum record artist, which is like a weird concept to me because it's you know it's like a song for young audience, um, and it did like beyond well. But again, we had like SEO behind it and branding behind it the lambo behind it back when lambo was big and it's just solidified itself wow. on youtube that just keeps on chugging along. yeah so you've then transformed that gallardo into now you have an aventador s and mm-hmm. you've got a countosh mm-hmm. when did you get the countosh i got that one um i don't know almost a year ago mm-hmm. how much was that that's gonna be like 300 250 it would be but i got it for under a hundred thousand wait how it's because it's a replica. Is it really? Yeah. Could, could we say that? Is that, or do you not? I want mean, that I don't really like say that. Okay. I, we can mute it. Yeah. Do and, you want us to mute it? We can mute it. It's up to you, man. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't want to put you on the spot for anything you don't want out there. No, I mean, I'm open with my stuff. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't advertise certain things, but it's not that I'm not open about okay. it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that okay. one's a. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. So it's I've, a really I've seen really it. good one. So it's yeah. actually the second one that I've bought. Wow. And the first one. I think the Countaches are amazing, and knowing my use case for a Countach, uh, I couldn't do it with the real one. Yeah, because like the way you never I'd want to drive it, it yeah. the way I just, you know, like I use my stuff. Yeah, I use my cars, and I'm not gonna use like a that much money on a Countach. Wow, it looked great, Jack. You should put some B-roll off of this car here. It looks so good. Now I couldn't tell in the interior. It looked like a Pontiac Fiero in the interior. I'm not sure if that's just no. It's not. That's just how they are. It's that's just how they are. Inside really? and it's out. It's just the engine. It's got more real Countach parts in it than not. Wow. It's so a very high. Like yeah, it was crazy. That's got to be for a hundred grand. That's got to be the real dimensions of the car. It's the perfect dimension. Wow. Same horsepower. Same. It's got Countach wheels, Countach emblems, and interior and seat belts and radio steering wheel. It's crazy. I don't know who built this thing, but it's got like more Countach on it than probably some Countaches. Is it still very quick? Like, is it still? It's fast. Yeah. Do you know what kind of engine it has? It's got like a like a Chevy something in there, like a V8. It's not like a V12. Like I think a, they use a 350 engines. 350, 350 is yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, uh, I know a lot about this because I kid you not, I was like 18 years old. I wanted a, a Countach replica really badly. Because think of it, like I I had just gotten out of high school, and I wanted a Lamborghini, but obviously I, I don't have the money for a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, well, for 40 grand, if I could say I'm 40 grand, I could get a Countach like this. Or they had Diablo replicas. My, but, I knew someone who had a Diablo yeah, like, really? replica. It looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't even tell. Yeah. Um, but now, for something like a Countach, I love those cars, but they're like 250 to like 400 grand, and you never want to drive it. No, you because can't. of how rare it is. 
Uh, every mile that you put on that car, I don't know how much value you lose on that. It's a risk. Yeah. So to get a replica like that for a hundred grand and just drive the snot out of it, that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Makes That's me almost be... want want one now. Well, I might be selling mine if you want it. Really? Because mm-hmm. it's not very drivable. Why? Because you can't see out of it, which is the same for, it's, again, it's the same dimensions and seats and everything. You just can't see the shape and how low, you saw how low it is. Yeah. Um, it's so low. The windows are on an angle like this, like all windows. I want to drive ones. it. Well, you can, but it takes three two by fours to get it in and out of the driveway. Okay. Because it's, you know, kind of steep. It doesn't have a front lift. So like, as you pull down, you come at an angle and I'll shove one, two by four. I'll yeah. tell you to pull up. I put another one. No joke. Yeah. Like literally it takes three pieces of wood to get it in and out of the driveway. And wow. you've had a positive ROI on the car. Well, so this is the second one that I've owned. The first one I owned, I got like a real junker, but it looked clean which is all I really wanted yeah. for, you know, content. So I got that one and I paid 30 for it. Had it for like a few months and then sold it for 47. So I made nice. 17 on it and made content on it and drove it around yeah. and had fun with it, which was awesome. Uh, and then I turned around to buy this one for like some, uh, like 80 something mm-hmm. I paid, I think. Um, and then again, I made content on it, but it's just not... They're just so hard to drive. Like even like the Aventador, like mm-hmm. awesome car that does have a front lift. So some more modern features. It's in it like it's like riding a roller coaster. Would you ride a roller coaster every day? Mm, no, no. But you'll <laughs> ride it like you know a couple times this weekend, and then not for two months, and then yeah. be excited to go back to the theme park. Right. It's like that. But the Countach is like the scariest one, and it's so like it's just so hard to see. It's just so inconvenient in every way. It's actually a good like tester to see if you'd actually appreciate and drive a real one. Which That's is, true. Which is higher risk, yeah. but the same shape, same horsepower, same, you know, no power steering in the front, all that kind of stuff. It's, it drives very similar. Sometimes it could be good to do that to get it out of your system. Like, I really wanted this Rolex. It was a rose gold uh, Rolex with a uh, olive dial, and it was beautiful, and I really wanted this watch bad. It was like 40 grand. Oh, my gosh. So I got... A replica version of the same watch for like three hundred and fifty bucks, yeah, and got it out of my system within a weekend. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, I'm perfect. Kinda... Yeah, now I'm good. Now, now I know what it's like. I don't need that. I saved a lot of money. Yeah. Why are you laughing? No, it's smart. That's very smart. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's yeah. Only, yeah, it's it's good money. It's, I think it's, it's very smart. Yeah, yeah. it's good. <laughs> I should wear it on the podcast at some point. Why don't you? It's right over there. All right. I'll grab it. I'll show, it's a cool I'll show watch. You, I'll show you the watch. Whoops. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is the uh, this is a Rolex. So obviously the weight is is really off. The weight is off. The weight is really it's really light for what it is. If that were real gold, it would be mm. a very heavy watch. Okay. But that's it. Like visually, you wouldn't you wouldn't see any difference just until you feel it and you're like, wow, this this is obviously not gold. Yeah, I would never probably spend money on a watch. Really? Yeah. See, I love them. See, something like this, I feel like, is a work of art. At least I'm not into but, it. Yeah. Like, I mean, your audience, mind, yeah. probably based on things I'm saying, thinks probably I spend, like, crazy money, and I'm, like, crazy with my money yeah. and stuff. I think about it, and, like, even for the Aventador S, which is outrageous, it's a $495,000 sticker price, but I didn't buy it brand new. Do you buy it or you leased it? No, I bought it. You bought it? Yeah. Why, why not lease that car? That's, a, that's an easy write-off to lease. Okay, it's an easy write-off to lease, but here... It, here's my justification. I actually was going to make like a whole video, kind of mm-hmm. like your Tesla video on it. So I, it's a $500,000 car. I got it on the second owner. So it's slightly used. And mm-hmm. I, sp- I spent, uh, 350 or something on it. 
okay. or 340 or whatever, something like that. So because it's three years old, um, two, two, three years old, it's already lower on its depreciation curve, and that curve is flattening out. Mm-hmm. And depending on how things go, I could own this car for three years and only the like. I'm only really paying the the delta, the difference between when I buy it and to when I sell it. That's really the number that matters. Obviously, yeah, there's more risk. In sales between. tax. Sa- there's sales tax and stuff too, which I didn't really kind of consider. But anyways, there's lots of examples just like that other, the, the first Countach mm-hmm. I bought. I bought it and sold it for 17 grand more like four months later. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like there's possibilities for this S uh, either increasing in value, holding its value, or decreasing in value. But even if it decreases, it's not going to be by much. And I could probably own this Lambo for just a few thousand dollars, maybe 20 grand, 30 grand over the course of six months to a year to like a year and a half, depending on what I do with it, Mm -hmm. all the while generate revenue with it by making videos, content, uh, have it elevate the brand and photos and, you know, being an owner of a crazy event or S also personal enjoyment, all these things factor in. And then when I go to sell it, even if I like smashed it, it would still be worth like 150, Mm -hmm. like literally just completely wrecked the front of the car. It'd probably be worth almost two hundred thousand dollars. I think that's fine. Yeah. I respect that because if you lease it, you know how much you're paying in a monthly lease. Like oh, probably five, six, fifty. Yeah, fifty six grand yeah, a six, month, yeah. and you're and you your have to put like thirty are, grand down. That's probably true down, too. Yeah. And they limit your miles to twenty five hundred miles a year, mm-hmm. and it's like four dollars a mile if you go above per mile or yeah. something crazy. I've already put a few thousand miles on my car, and I've mm-hmm. only had it for a few months because I use it, you know, for content enjoyment, and don't have to pay a dollar per mile. You yeah. Know? So. I pay, I got myself in a corner on this one. I can't spend any amount of money without people getting very upset at me. I can't do that. If I got a Lamborghini like that, people would immediately turn their back like, Graham, you've taught us to save our money, and now you go and buy a Lamborghini. I can't do that. Yeah. I don't think it would be too bad anymore. <laughs> I think it would. I mean, yeah, there would be like a little would. bit of backlash, it would be so... I don't think it would last a long amount of time. Graham, I don't know. Graham has this like argument in his head all the time, and he thinks that like people would really be affected if he were to go and do something like that. I think on the other hand, as long as he could justify it the way that you did, whereas like, I mean, to be completely honest, you would get personal enjoyment out of it, you know, and there is a, a dollar amount that you could put on that. I don't see same- you enjoying a Lambo very much though. Why? I feel like for you, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a, like, even for me, like I kind of question, like, should I, should I, is it time to get rid of this thing? You know, should I like get my money back on it or should I keep it? I kind of go back and forth because mm-hmm. it's a ton of money to be locked <clears throat> up in a car. Yeah. Oh, also, the decision between financing um, and just paying cash mm-hmm. for it was also something that I thought of, too, for it, too. And because, like, taxes were the same, if I finance it, I'll just be paying more interest. But because of the different like, cash flow circumstances I was in, it was just better just to pay it off since I don't have use for that money currently at the moment. So it would be cheaper to avoid interest and just pay it off. Okay. So the interest is a write-off, though. I view it as the interest is a write-off, and you just invest the difference. Okay. Well, I'm learning more about finances, okay. but right. you know, I I put some thought as opposed to going and buying, you know, just random stuff. Um, and I always try to have whatever I do invest my money in be a positive return. And I think for the most part, I, I, I do pretty well. What about the Hummer? The Hummer. Okay. Yeah. Same kind of idea. That was like a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um. I don't plan on ever selling that car. I love that thing. Mm. And so I just use it for personal enjoyment and for content. And it's, I wouldn't necessarily say it's paid itself off. It's hard to track that kind of thing. But we've done videos that have done 10 million plus. And actually, it's 100% paid itself Mm. off. It's probably four times over. 
Now I'm starting to think of the content we've done. We've done videos that have 22 million views on it, and it was Last to Leave Hummer. And we just put my friends in the Hummer, and his Last to Leave's got 22 million views. And that's more. What than, do they win? Uh, it was 10 grand. Like 10 grand. 10 grand. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. Good deal. Not bad. Yeah. So, could you go over each car that you have right yeah. now, currently? Yeah. All right, what do you have? Uh, okay, so it's a 2004 Hummer H1. I got the uh, Lamborghini Aventador S, the Countach. Uh, I just bought a limo. Kind of That's a crazy, cool. yeah, That's super cool. cool. I'm gonna pick my friend up tonight at the it's airport. Cheap, with it. right? Twenty two grand. Twenty two grand for a yeah. limousine, man. We did a lot of research. I actually have a video that kind of shows a little bit of that. We drove all over, like we were out in Palm Palm Desert, you know, looking for one. We were somewhere around here, and then we drove all the way to Fresno for this one. I found such a great example. It's a really great vehicle, very well taken care of. So very happy about that one. We're going to get some fun use out of that. And we're going to do last to leave limo. Mm. It's probably going to, hopefully we'll do well. Um, okay, so I have a smart car, which is awesome. I really like that one too. I actually drive that one probably the most. Mm. A little tiny two-door smart car. That's fun. It's like a little That's go-kart. It's just fun. Like it just feels like you're driving a go-kart on the road. Uh, another one of my favorites is a 1964 Volkswagen Doom Buggy. Uh, that one is, again, like I don't plan on ever selling it. Love that car. It's so mm-hmm. fun. Um, it's basically an old Volkswagen Beetle that's been converted. Uh, I have a Lincoln Navigator. That one's a lease. That's kind of more like a work truck. Mm-hmm. You know, we use it to haul people and uh, super fancy, super nice. Um, I have a Porsche Macan S. We just wrapped pink. Hmm. Super cool. It's outside right now. Oh, that's what you drove. Yeah. Okay, we'll check it out. It's like bubblegum pink wow. and diamond white. And we painted the rims powder coated black and huh. it looks really fresh. Just got it back today. Cool. So that was a surprise for Liz. That's her car. Oh, cool. Um, I wonder if I'm forgetting anything. That's going to be a crazy. nice problem to have. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm forgetting anything. <laughs> How old are you? I uh, like just 20. turned 27. Okay. Yeah. That's what's, awesome. What's your yeah. net worth? Are you going to say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even sure. So all like, is all it like <laughs> what's in my bank account network? Because I think it's more than that. No, like, it would be it would be so. Yeah, so I I say that kind of like jokingly to everybody in the podcast. Yeah, because it's like my thing is what's your credit score? How many credit well, if cards? If you Google you have? it, I'll tell what's you what your... happens if you Google it. Oh, Google said. What was actually? Let's uh, like Google we'll, say. We'll, let's see. Let's see how accurate let's this see. is, yeah, and we'll yeah, go over. Because there'll probably be other answers. So scroll through like the top few results and. We'll kind of average it, maybe. Do you think see. people are people are out there like trying to calculate what your net worth is? I bet you it's going to be lower than what it is. It's going to be lower. I don't oh, know. Actually, actually, pretty good. Three, three and a half million, million three and a half is billion. what Google says. Google says I three and a half million. I could three and a half. Three and a half. I don't know, man, because I don't know about your investments. I don't know about you. I'm gonna say. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm, I'm gonna go and say. Google says your net worth half. is six and a half. But what is okay? Can we just define yeah. the definition? So of net okay, worth? so net worth would be. All of your assets minus whatever liabilities you have. But is so, an asset count as like my YouTube channel, which no, just no, currently chunk, no, like no, we're money. not going to count that. It would be like your no. cars minus any debt. Like if that I you died today, and my channel or like everything dies today, we're not counting your channel. Yeah. Okay. So, no channel. So it would be whatever cash you have in the bank, whatever investments you have, whatever the values of your cars are. Do you, do you have any loans or anything? No. So it would be the value of uh, the cash in the bank, the cars investments and then anything else that you may have that has value aside from like a youtube channel could be like social because i I don't think it's so fair to not count the youtube channel because i that's what i I could sell it tomorrow for what we could do a decent chunk of change what we could do we could do two let's exclude the youtube channel and then then we'll include it at the end Mm -hmm. okay and so wait so you're asking me what (laughs) i don't know i'd have to add it all up but 
Sure, you have an estimation. I mean, it's it's well, more we, than a we million. We have all night. Yeah, no, we have all night. We could wait. Than a million. I'll open up <laughs> all my like. Is this putting you in a weird position or something? No, but I'm up. So I started investing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm up. Okay, cool. Like crazy. Just in the past few months, I'm up like forty percent on my E trade. Nice, crazy, killing it right what now. What investment? Well, Tesla is going crazy. Tesla, yeah. Nice. I think yeah. I made uh, ten grand today on Tesla. Good. So crazy. You, yeah, so you, you need to hundred and something thousand dollars in How many in shares Tesla. of Tesla do you have? No, I don't think I have a hundred thousand. Yeah, you do for to make ten thousand because no, it, it was up ten big ten percent today. I'd have to see how much I put yeah. in. I don't know if it's a hundred though. Do you have like what, like forty grand in Tesla? I would say closer to like yeah, t- between yeah, like forty, thirty. Forty grand, hundred shares, you can still cover calls on Tesla. I think I put I ten know. grand in Tesla last night before bed. Okay. And then today it went up big. Yes. So I threw a little bit in it, bumped Yeah, up I think again. today it's up ten percent. Yeah. Pretty sure I watch Good this. On you, this is dude. what I do all day. I can see. I can check. I'll see. I'm curious. What I do to know. all day. Yep, ten percent, ten point two. I was point two percent off today. Wow, Graham. But look at this. Gosh, you know what's crazy? I bought in right after the announcement too of it uh, hitting mm-hmm. S and P five hundred, and even then I'm like, oh, I'm buying high, but I'm just gonna hold it. And, and it went up again. And I'm I'm up, uh, like thirty something, thirty five dollars a share. On that, Tesla's remarkable. Name one person that you know is actually down on Tesla. Okay, from holding Tesla. That's Jack. Jack. Yeah, I know someone. Or no, me. Jack. Me. I'm down on Tesla. Okay, so even after it went up today. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I've I've and I'm not like a short term holder. Like I've had it for months. Right. I bought it because it was going up a lot right after the split, and I bought right at the peak. My average cost per share is like. It's like 500 bucks <laughs> post split, which is like, I did not tell you to do that by the way. So no, you didn't. I need to absolve my myself fault. from this. I, I yeah. went against everything that I've, I've learned yeah. in investing. You know, I it just kept going up and I figured, well, it's going to keep going up, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay. As, you bought at the, the peak. Like as soon as you bought it, yes, the whole stock the, market was like, yeah, so all right, Jack, just bought. Yeah. You yeah. It all the way down. Yeah. So I, I only put in two grand, but somehow like two days later I was down $400. <laughs> I literally at one point was down like $700 on a $2,000 investment. And that was like a couple weeks later on Tesla. That's and fast. so I've, I've, you know, rode Tesla for a long time now. And now I'm only down 50 bucks. So You've that feels rode Tesla. I've rode Tesla. Everyone yeah. go get rode NT ones. These are great yeah. mics. Right, so I do have a, a decent chunk in Tesla. All right, yeah, yeah it's over. 100. I figured. I figured. Yeah. See, yep, over a hundred grand. Over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, like a hundred grand. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You're yeah. stoked. So it's doing well. Yeah, I made like a, I said eleven six today. That's pretty wild. That's good. That's like the first right. like I'm, not, I'm just barely getting into stock oh. market. Yeah. So where else are you investing? Because we had a brief talk about this before, mm-hmm. and you were saying that your biggest investment has been back in the channel, yeah. trying to make more money. Yeah. Are you starting to diversify away from that? I mean, a little bit in a sense, like I want to get into real estate. Okay. I want to buy uh, another property, but it's kind of like a uh, content location mm-hmm. property. Uh, it's like a lake house, right? So, I mean, personal use, would love to have it also, uh, but amazing content I could film there. Uh, so that's sort of an investment mm-hmm. that's diversified a little bit, but it's still very content focused. Yeah. But that's the thing, like the more I spend on the videos, you know, the more that they make. You know, it's a, some kind of correlation. At the same so. time, though, as you're making so much money, I think I'm sure I'm sure you know this. Storing away a lot, you know, would be really good. My like, yeah, I'm so I'm so paranoid. It's like the algorithm just has a little switch, and it's like switches off for a little bit, and it's like oh, 
There it goes. There it goes. How long is that going to take to switch in all back honesty, on? Though, yeah. It seems like yeah. you definitely know exactly what you're doing. I mean, you've been doing this for oh, yeah. years now, you know. I think it's definitely calculated, you know, my approach to things, definitely. Uh, but I, I agree. Like, if it goes weird tomorrow, like, you know, it's things change fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why, I mean, I've always been doing, like, SEP IRA stuff from day one. Always trying to do the best I can for, like, setting up my retirement and, uh, you know, I've had some good people that, um, you know, on my team along the way, and I just slowly try to learn and absorb as much as I can yep. about, like, taxes and investing. And, uh, you know, now I'm looking into, like, real estate, so I'm learning about, like, loans. Um, and, you know, there's all so many different kinds of everything. And so, you know, really working on being better financially to set me up for long term, especially through, like, road bumps and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I would even take for you, like, 20% of your income and just pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. That'll set your you'll be set for life. Yeah, because I'm just like I said, I'm just paranoid about the algorithm. So far, the algorithm's good. All hail the algorithm! But oh, man, it well, sometimes just takes one or two bad videos in a row. I would say twenty percent, depending on your spending and depending on your income. So if you like, if all of your spending is really crucial to the business, by all means, I think obviously you're going to get way better ROI. And right now is the time to keep going on that. But would where did you say would you say you have any like unnecessary spending in any area? Um, let's talk about a little bit about frugality and spending. I'm pretty frugal. I don't buy a lot of stuff. I mean, I buy cars. I love my cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, apart from like the Lambo and stuff, they're they're pretty. You know, they're not the most expensive cars in the world. Um, but yeah, I don't really buy a lot of stuff for myself. Like you know, like the shoes and stuff that I wear are generally like. The ones I got for my birthday, like last year, and they're all like dirty mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I don't, I never go shopping for myself. I never like get clothes and stuff like that. Like this was a get. This is like, like a fancy shirt, you know. It's like the one off-white shirt that I own, mm-hmm. and that was a Christmas present last year. I wear it all the time, you know. So I'm pretty frugal when it comes to that stuff. I spend most of my money. Like I just love projects, and each video is like a project. I love to build stuff. Like growing up, you know, like I taught myself to weld at twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents got me a welder for my 12th birthday and just did that every day. Just would cut metal, build things. It would build go-karts and mini bikes. We built, I built a, uh, restored a Jeep before I had my driver's license, um, before I was 16. We still have it. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like I just, that's what I love to do. Like I'm kind of like a, didn't really grow up on a farm, but I'm kind of like, kind of like a farm boy like that. Do you watch Michael Reeves? Yeah. Okay. So, Reminds me of his robotics building videos. Yeah, I think I can see there's a lot in common between us. He's definitely taken the robotic stuff that that's a lot that I learned like throughout mm-hmm. school to the very high level. He's very talented. So I have a huge appreciation for the stuff that he does because I understand all the disciplines that he gets into. Yeah. And it's very impressive to do all those different languages and combine all those different systems together to you know make YouTube video. Also, his directing and editing skills are outstanding. Yep. Yeah, his videos. His his videos are just put together yeah. so well. Start it's like to a movie. finish. Yeah. Start to finish. Yeah. Awesome. Very, you know, huge respect. Yeah. yeah. You guys are very opposite too in the swearing. You don't swear. I don't swear. Every other word out of his mouth is is a is, a, is, a, is, a, is a bad yeah. is Editing a naughty a, word. A video that Graham and him did together oh, was a man. gnarly. I, I had wonder. to like cut some of these things mid sentence and try to like mesh yeah. them together so it didn't sound like I was bleeping anything. Like out. in his natural language, like yep. sitting here talking. So yes. much. So much. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Every other word was like the F word. Yeah. Hmm. It was funny. Yeah. Like it was interesting to yeah. see because I, even on a personal level, I had, I know nobody that's like that. But <laughs> That's interesting. It's funny though. It's really funny. And I asked, it's like, why don't you just 
not swear in your videos and your videos would do like so much better mm-hmm. and it's just like no it's just him that's it so does he have low cpm yes yeah all of his income is pretty much sponsorships yeah that's a that's a bummer but that's what I i'm mean, saying it's a but, sacrifice but, that you make right you know? but but my I guess thing was so, but like, yeah that um, turned off Graham. it ran out of battery space or not battery space storage but i gotta delete some other stuff on there i mean it's up to you do you want to roll with it or what i think we say we just roll with it okay yeah but uh, yeah, but I asked him, but just don't swear. No, but it makes sense. Part of part of his appeal, I think, is just in his vocabulary, and it makes it really. It's just it's fun. It's yeah. funny. It is definitely part of his like uh, his humor and mm-hmm. his brand, um, which I think helps him set apart. You know, but at the loss of like low CPM or not monetized, yeah. that's a that's a that's a big trade off, right? So he's got to have great relationships with sponsorships. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't function only on sponsors. I really don't do a lot mm-hmm. of brand deals. I'm getting more into it now, and I've. The last couple months have been awesome. Um, Liz, on the other hand, crushes brand deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I couldn't function. My primary income definitely comes from AdSense, AdSense for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, huge part. So you, do you go out of your way then to make sure you don't swear? Or is it pretty natural that you just don't? No, it's pretty natural. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I haven't sweared once being here. And I'm not like, oh, catching myself. <laughs> you know? Right? Like I just, uh, I don't, I mean, I, a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, just like in my normal life. So on videos, like if I stub my toe, like I might kind of have a little bit more of a tendency <laughs> yeah. to want to, but you know, I've just have made so many videos that, uh, it, you know, it's easy. Yeah. Like I don't think it's necessary at all. Like, I don't think it enhances the viewing experience, but it certainly can decrease it for some audience mm-hmm. members. Do you or, cut it out if you do end up swearing? We'll just do another take or, uh, stub your toe again. <laughs> yeah. yeah Go fall again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll work around it. I mean, it's so infrequent and it's so minor right, when right. it does happen, or if a guest does, that maybe mm-hmm. is a less wear. Like we, you know, we like to keep it clean, and that's our brand, and people really appreciate that. Especially parents of younger audience members, they love to know, like, hey, you know, your content is uh, super clean. I don't have to worry about you guys like cursing and stuff. Yeah, Jack has to constantly hold back all the time. That's like, not yeah. true. <laughs> Do I have a potty mouth, Graham? No, no, not at all. I'm uh-huh. very clean. Believe it or not, my early videos had a lot of swearing in them. Yeah. Graham like a lot swear of swearing. Lot. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was fun. And it got people's attention. It does. And it was so different from everything else on YouTube because you'd have these very serious finance people that were so uptight. And then I'd come on like, what's up, you guys? You know, this, this, F this. this. And yeah. it just made all these jokes. And people loved it in the beginning. But you cut it out. The video you filmed with them, you cut it all out and made it clean? or No, so I, I, I privated some of the earlier videos that had an obscene amount of swearing in them. And then I, I turned things around about six months in. And uh, it was because the YouTube channel started getting more views mm-hmm. and I was still making my primary income as a real estate agent. And I didn't want that to impact my business as a real estate agent. If people saw me on YouTube just going and like swearing and making kind of like potty jokes, uh, I didn't want that to impact me on that side. So I just stopped it all together. And then it's, I've gotten such a habit now of that where I just naturally just don't swear anymore. It's good though. Like yeah. I saw a yeah. comment because we used to have a, like a, a placard, like a nameplate oh, on Graham's yeah. desk that said "Do epic s word." Okay, and mm, we yeah, ended up removing that. that. Yeah. And then I saw a comment on the video that we changed the placard yeah. out, and it said it was like, "Thank you so much. You don't know how like important this is to me because now I can put on these videos when my kid is in the room." 
And I'm just like, wow. Like, yeah, see, like seeing yeah, a comment and it, like and that, it doesn't that, take that they can a, now yeah. watch it with their kids. Yeah. That's huge. You that was I mean? my original complaint uh, when I first started making videos. A lot of people were telling me, like, I can't play. Like, or, like, my 12-year-old was watching your thing. And then I heard the F word. And I had yeah. to have him take it off, which is a shame because I like the information. But please stop swearing. Or give us a heads up that, like, there's going to mm. be bad language. I had the video playing in front of, like, my, my family. <laughs> and I can imagine the, the reaction. Hey, let's see how this guy makes passive income. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like a whole bunch of swearing. Right. But passive yeah, stop swearing. Didn't really change the videos much. People enjoyed it. Same with the nameplate. The nameplate I kept for years. Yeah. Um, and it was changed because the algorithm decided to demonetize the video because of that little word on the screen. And really? I figured, well, it's not worth it. Let's go and change it to something else. And the new sign is just as good. No difference. That's interesting. Yeah. So it actually registered like that. Did I never expected that. I never had that before. And yeah. it, I was so upset because I had a 100% uh, rating accuracy for my uh, for monetization. Mm. And I said this video was suitable for all advertisers. And then a manual review found it not to be. And they docked me on that. And so I mm. don't have a 100% accuracy rating anymore. I was really upset about that. So. Well, that's why, you know, don't curse. It's a good lesson, yeah. you know, for you guys. If but you I didn't think on a little nameplate. Because yeah. I didn't curse. It's just a word on the screen in a nameplate. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Still, well, yeah. YouTube's getting explicit. smarter. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh, YouTube is successful as a platform because they have great relationships with uh, brands. Mm -hmm. So when brands get upset, then YouTube has less, like, you know, uh, AdSense and money to pay. And so, and then creators will make less content. Mm -hmm. And so they need to be very tight with all the brands. And so they need to be very strict on like cursing and things that the brands don't want their uh, ads to play over. Yeah, I think one of the big things that happened <clears throat> for the adpocalypse early on was like people would make like this videos or something, mm -hmm. and then there would be like a Honey Nut Cheerio commercial that would come up or right. whatever. So I know like Walmart pulled out, Coca Cola pulled out, and uh, I don't know how much of that though was to save face for those companies versus their actual concern over those matters. I have a feeling a lot of it, people were looking at the companies like, hey, do you endorse this? And obviously they got, well, no, we don't endorse this. So we got to pull out. Well, on it's those. a brand association in a way. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. How much is um, it? What, what? How did I word this? I just, I blanked on this. It's Are you listening, the, uh, Jack? Uh, yeah. Jack was tuning in. No, <laughs> it's I, I, I'm listening, I'm no listening, it's the yeah. brand. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, it's subliminal, I guess. But like, if you see like a crazy video, um, and then, like, an ad comes up, it seems like they're kind of related or being sponsored by that. But I'm weird like that, but, like, I never put the two and two together. I, like, if I watch Nelk, for instance, whatever ads I see on Nelk's channel, if we see any anymore, I never think that, like, oh, they're, they're endorsing Nelk. I just, I see that no, as just, like, that, exact that's thing an ad. Like, as, yeah. like, an ad read or, like, an actual sponsorship. Because in certain sponsors, like, they want to make sure that in the video, it doesn't contain some sort of, like, illicit material. I don't or something know, like but that. I just wouldn't see that as an endorsement. About, I would just see that as But it's like, the same though. thing. It's yeah. the exact yeah. same thing. Think about the opposite way, where they pay an actor to say a certain thing in yeah. their commercial. You know, you get, like, a football, you know, NFL player or something to, like, push the Cheerios or whatever. You see mm -hmm. that. That obviously is a brand association. Okay, so what if it appears on his video and it's just the ad, but it's on his video? Then mm -hmm. it, it's it's connected. I it's think essentially I, this exactly. I think yeah. it's, they're worried about it. And maybe maybe not for you as an individual, but maybe as a population or demographics are more like prone to like, oh, yeah. I don't know why this is supporting or vice versa why Honey Nut Cheerios is supporting. That's weird. Mm -hmm. 
maybe cut out the ad. Okay, so this might be a little uh, abstract, but one thing that really fascinates me is the character of different content creators mm -hmm. and how, like what character traits they have used to help them get to where they are today. Because okay. like every time that I meet someone that's like successful on YouTube, they always, their personal character is so different than anyone I know in my own life. Like say I know like 30 people, I have 30 friends. They're, all of their characters are like somewhat similar. But like every time I meet someone who has like a successful YouTube channel, it's so different. Like Graham was, no, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're different yeah. than what I thought of you, but just you're, you're like, I haven't met many people at all that are just like, like you, you know? And same goes for a lot of the Wait, other so you're saying I was different? From no, YouTube not no? from what I expected, just oh. like in person, like you, you just, your character is just different than oh. from what okay. a lot of people I've met. And same goes for you. Mm -hmm. Like, like, it seems like I'm just, I'm just fascinated what like you, your character, how yeah. that has allowed for you, you think to, to get to where you are today. Like my personal character. Your traits, like, personality. As, like, as, as me or as like on camera. Cause I feel like there's also, you know, some people are a little, like as I'm not you, as, not as what's on camera. Okay. I think it's huge. I think it's really big. I've always felt unique. Mm -hmm. Just I, I always just felt like different um, than all my friends and stuff. Like I always just kind of felt that. I don't know. Um, and I, so like I've always been very largely creative, and um, and then in college I was diagnosed with like learning disabilities, mm -hmm. which is uh, something that I never really knew about. So I'm like dyslexic, ADD, and like uh, you know some decoding things. So I'm like really bad at reading. And I never, like, I always just struggled through it. And it wasn't so bad that's like, yo, this kid can't read. So I always just, like, struggled in school. Um, but I always found that I think it's because of those things I'm very creative because it my brain just works differently. And uh, I've always noticed that from a very young age. I've been very, like, ADD, for example, is, I feel like it's very misunderstood, but I'm, like, I can get super obsessive and hyper-focused. So if I'm like filming a video or just get into YouTube, I'll just like obsess over it and nothing else in my life exists except for YouTube. And I'll just get like 100 miles an hour on it. So I feel like I'm very good at like getting stuff done that way when I'm focused. Mm -hmm. um, and then being like dyslexic and like seeing things backwards and stuff, I am very creative. And I think I get that from my mom and she's an artist. And so I can come up with like really interesting ideas that people like wouldn't mm -hmm. come up with. I feel like a lot of like as like a like a population and lots of people are very similar i'm like one or kind of like on the outlier just being a unique different kind of like cognitive process i guess the way like i think through stuff so i think that's made me a unique person and had interesting perspectives to things and i think that's absolutely helped me take a unique approach uh to content and stuff like that and so you saying that like I am different. Like, I believe that, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that. I like to be different. I strive to be different. Um, I think, like, being normal and fitting in is, like, I don't yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. To some extent, you know, for some things. But so I think it's huge, definitely. Yeah, it's just, it was fascinating because the way that you think and from the video that I watched of you, it's like, like, you come off as, like, as having such, like, a laser focus on certain things. And mm -hmm. then, like, even like talking to you right now, it seems like, you know, you could have some sort of laser focus, but at the same time, the type of content that you create, like, I feel like that requires a little bit of a, like, sporadic mindset. You oh, know definitely. I mean? Very sporadic. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is also a little bit uh, very descriptive of, like, my mindset. Like, I'll bounce and I'll be obsessed with this car for, like, three weeks. I won't sleep because mm -hmm. I'm so obsessed with, like, researching, 
like for the Countach, I probably lost like three weeks of sleep. Couldn't think. Mm. I couldn't barely even film videos. I was just so obsessed. It probably with wasn't like financially worth it. <laughs> no, it's not. Like... It's, it's it's dangerous. So I'm working on like you know taming that. But I just get so crazy obsessed. I'll stay up till like four a.m. just doing stuff. You know. Um, and so part of my decision was, you know, just buy this car so you can stop thinking about it and yeah. move, get if back you to overpay, making videos. So what? Like at least yeah. You know. Well, I made money on the first one. And I sold it, so like it wasn't that good. This one's more expensive. But like part of it was like, yo, I don't think it's a great idea. But then the other part and talking to my friends like, dude, just go buy that car. Just buy it today. I think Liz was like, just buy the car. Like you can afford it. We'll make videos. Worst case, you'll sell it for something lesser than you bought it for. But we'll make as much content to try to Mm -hmm. fix it. But at least you get back into the office and we can make content, you know, so stuff like that. Uh, But also even within content, I'll have like, you know, building the Lego yacht. And then I'll do some like something completely like a prank thing, like just bouncing around like this, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, Did that just turn off? Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, I guess another, here's another thought I just had is Mm -hmm. like, I can't focus on anything unless I obsess on it. That's an ADD thing. That's an ADD thing, I think, right? Like you can't just like give me like something normal and just give me 10. No, I need to like really obsess on it. So one thing I'm actually excited about is I'm starting to get like obsessive with like investing in stock markets, which is something I've been putting off since the start of my career, I've just been like sitting money in the bank, losing to depreciation, mm-hmm. not working for me, which I know is bad. But I'm like, okay, I don't have time to think about it. I don't have time to think about it. But now I'm like getting into it and I'm hoping that continues so I can really like set balance, myself up. You know, like there's definitely a balance. I'm sure for you, your time is probably best spent just creating content, just being it the is. face of like the yes. Carter share. But I, I can't just have time. like, you know, the money that I made just sit there exactly, and lose. Exactly. Like I had, a, had to like at least put it in a money market, which I haven't even done. You have a financial advisor and stuff? No. Not yet. Oh, man. I mean, honestly, you don't even yeah. need do you one. Pay like one percent for that. Or you don't. No, you gosh, one percent. No, you don't even need that. I mean, yeah, realistically, you don't need it. Just put no. like eighty percent index fund. Yep. And then like twenty percent, you can play around with on Robinhood or something. Maybe like a few percent in like bonds. It's easy. Like it's easy. I mean, Make I'm, a Fidelity yeah. account and just do one of their uh, Fidelity free index funds. You have any questions? We can answer them right here. We can answer them after the podcast, whenever you want. Yeah, you wanted to set up my full portfolio and just get yep. me set for we, life. We literally <laughs> will. Do. Yeah. We literally yeah. will. All right, great. I brought all yeah. my paperwork. How much, and how much you want to invest? It should be a set percentage out of your income that you... Like, I have a lot of, with. like, money in the bank that I mm-hmm. just don't need. Yeah. How much? A lot. <laughs> Seven figures or six? Seven. Oh, <laughs> jeez, man. Yeah. Uh, why, why, why didn't you invest this sooner? Well, because I... Well, I guess you missed that, okay. but, like... Uh, I just haven't gotten to. Okay, yet. so I would say of this, uh, did you already pay your taxes for this year? Mm-hmm. You okay? So uh, for this year, I don't know. You but pay quarterly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what I would say is, I, mean, ha- I have a, a lot in- to play. With. Invest half of it. I think your other half keep it, keep half it cash. Dollar cost average it for you. Dollar yes. cost average. That's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm also doing it just to kind of like ease myself into trusting putting it somewhere versus mm-hmm. somewhere where I know it'll sit. Yeah. So um, what I would do is take 50,000 a month or a hundred thousand a month of that and just index fund it a total stock market index fund, which is what fidelity like 500 or something. It's going to be everything. So yeah, multiple like QQQ co- is that yeah. one. QQQ is a little bit more targeted toward, towards VUG. tech. VUG is um, very, okay. very good. But fidelity yeah. has one. It's just a total stock market index fund. It covers everything in the stock market and just throw 50 to a hundred thousand a month in that fund. On a set day, don't even look at it. So you don't. You're not trying to like time the market and yeah. be like, oh, it's down extra today. Let me throw more. Just consistently 
on the first of the month, the third of the month, whatever, just consistently buying that fund. Keep the other half of it in cash because if you want to buy real estate or a good deal comes along so or something keep, where you need so cash. So you are suggesting keeps a good yes, chunk Yes, I would. Cash. Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, especially if you want to buy real estate. That leaves you with enough leftover that gives you some mobility on that. Mm-hmm. You're going to be totally fine. Uh, you're going to have six months worth of your expenses in the bank. And uh, I think that would be fine. Okay, that's cool. But invest half of it. I would I'm say, working on that, yeah. I think for right now, like, what price, figure out what price point you're looking for in real estate and kind of set aside probably like, you know, whatever, like 30%, 40% yeah. of that. And then aside from that, I would say don't do like 100K a month because if you're sitting on seven figures, it could take you like, I mean, I'm sure your income is still going to be contributing to your bank account. So you're literally... Like I would say like you should like weekly basis maybe. Like I need to catch up first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like start up a little faster. Maybe like 50K a week is what I would say. You yeah. could do that honestly. And then, so it's like totally fine. Because at this rate, if you're doing like $100,000 a month, I'm sure you're probably making way more than that. So you're just throwing that in your bank account and you're going to be investing like way yeah, less. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. too. This cash, if, you, if you're talking about investing some of the money that you're making, this cash is going to stay the same. If anything, exactly. it's, 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 it's not going to, you're not going to be able to, to deplete that money fast it's gonna enough. It's going to keep piling up. Yeah. yeah so, so you have to put in more. Yeah. Do like 50K, yeah. maybe even 70 five k a week or something like that and then kind of start slowing down as your your funds start like getting yeah lower. that's sort of what i've been doing is like i've been anytime i put something in it's usually around like 10k mm-hmm. it's not but enough i've been trying to it's do your... that like every day or twice a day i'll kind of every time i'm on the app i'm just kind of slowly getting in because i'm just scared that i put my money in let's say all of it yep. or a big chunk of it um the it stock down. market goes down 10 percent, and then that's also the same moment that this house project you know, opens up and I'm ready like for a down payment, but I'm down. And then when that money goes away, I can't let it grow back up. Well, keep, keep a good solid 30%. You're going to probably want to take a mortgage out on that house. So you're not going to need like a huge amount of money. Right. So like a solid 30% or so for a down payment, whatever price point you're looking for. Yeah. And then aside from that, just uh, catch up a little bit. Yeah. So I got pre-approved for a mortgage Mm -hmm. for 2.75%. Amazing. That's a really, I got 2.875. So you're getting a really good deal. Yeah. And I think, and that was a few months ago mm-hmm. uh, for a house I was going to buy and it fell through an escrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm looking at another one that we're working on. So I'm wondering if our interest rates better than like three months ago. They've gone up a little bit. They've gone up. They've gone down. And then the last like two weeks has gone up. I wonder if I'm still like locked in for that. I might No, be. usually if, 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 you, if you do a rate lock... Most of those rate locks are for 45 to 60 days. Mm. Sometimes you can get up to 90 days if you pay extra and you tell them in writing you want a rate lock ex- okay, extended. So it may not but even, get two points. But even then, no, no, no. You, you, you would get... You'll still get a good rate. You'd get a good rate, but yeah. they would have to redo it on today's interest rates. Which could be different. Which could be different. Because you've got to think... significantly, yeah. but... Like, no, it's still low right I'm now. I'm talking, yeah, below three. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would be... If you, if you got 275 back then, you'd probably be at 28 to 295. So, so we're, we're talking very good, very good rate. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't a big misstep no. or anything. You're fine. Yeah. You might be able to get the same rate, by the way. So awesome. I'm just saying, but rates have gone up a little bit. Yeah, because I think that's going to be like the cheapest money. Yep. What area are you looking in? What do you mean? Area, like to, to buy the real estate. This this is a lake house. It's um, Is it here in California? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, it's cool. in Bakersfield. It's like a very mm. unique property. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get you to move to Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Yes. It's in Vegas. We should change you Bakersfield should. to Vegas so no one else tries to look at this property and <laughs> the demand goes every Yeah. 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 It. It's, in, it's in Vegas, everyone. Yeah. You yeah, should Lake move House to Vegas. Vegas. Uh, that, that, buy other properties in. in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Vegas, California. It's a hot market. Mm-hmm. It's in Vegas, California. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should go to Vegas at some point. 
I'm going to convert you. To live to, in Vegas. To live in Vegas. Well, you'd save a lot of money. I would love to have my residency there, but then just be here, which is yeah. very hard, I think. To- it's, it's hard once you're already here. If you were from another state and you come in here and you, you're not a full-time resident, you come and visit, make some videos, go back, you're not in their system. But the fact that you've been living here, filing tax returns here, you're on the radar now and they expect you to keep doing that. Yep. They want their money. They I'm, want their money. But I'm good, you know, like, I like California. That's fair enough. You, you had more yeah. time here. You know, like, yeah. you grew up in Santa Monica, right? So you've been here for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I'm only been, this is only my second year. So. How much importance do you put on having, like, a lot of money in 10, 20, 30 years? Like, is that really important to you? I think so. And I'm not, like, you know, some, like, money-hungry person. I think it's just, like... It's opportunity. It's comfort of living. Um, but so, yeah, I would like to be well off. I think my idea of retirement is to have enough money being paid either passively or through investments or something where I'm making a considerable amount but not doing anything. Do you have any idea of what amount? Because we could we could just tell you. I'd like how to much do you... like 100 grand a month. 100 grand a month. Just passively, just coming in the door. So you're going to need, sweet. I mean, you're going to need a lot. Right? Yeah, wait, 100 grand a month. So you would need about 20 million. Uh-huh. Okay, so 20 15 million. to 20 Maybe, million. Then I'll work yeah. until I get there, I guess. If I'd say about 20 million. And you can, you yeah. can build up to that. As mm-hmm. long as you have compound interest, index funds working in your favor, you can build up to that. It's very, Actually, very maybe more like 30 million. 30? It depends how long you want that to last you for. Probably about thirty million be, would be a little bit safer. What do you mean by last? Well, like saying it, that it depletes. Over yes, time? exactly. So if you want just that amount of passive income that you could spend no matter what for basically the rest of your life, okay. depends how long you're going to live for. Well, if you had ten million dollars, let's say, and you made what's like the average stock market return? Eight percent. Let's say eight percent. Well, really, it's more. Well, more like six and a half to seven after inflation. Let's say seven percent. Okay, seven percent. That would be seven hundred thousand dollars a year divided mm-hmm. by twelve months. That's fifty-eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars coming in the door yep. every month, pretty on average. So you know, some months higher than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have enough sitting to kind of like buffer yeah. that for the slow months, and then- but here's the thing: you're never supposed to spend all of it because mm-hmm. you also want it to be growing at the same time. Okay, so you because, usually want yeah. to use five percent because sometimes they have twenty-year stock market returns where they don't do seven percent, where maybe the return is more like three percent. Three and a half percent. And then you have some years where it's 15%. So the simulation is called the Trinity study. And they studied every 20 year rolling period of the S&P 500 ever in history. And they calculated that on average, yes, it's been about 7% after inflation. But the best years were like 13%. And the worst years were, I think it was a half a percent with, uh, with inflation. It was the worst 20 year period ever. So... They want to be conservative on that and make sure that over 20, 30 years, you'll yeah. guarantee to have money left over. So usually for that, they recommend like 4%. That's okay. how much you could actually spend without... It's very important to be conservative. Right. So 4% yeah. is how much you could realistically spend without worrying about running out of money, even during a bad stock market. The, the best case scenario, you have a surplus of money. Yeah. Okay. So maybe the better way to do it is have some in the stock market that you know chugs along. But then have other things like businesses that are set up that are fully automated and self-running. With real estate, you wouldn't need twenty million because you could leverage mm-hmm. a little bit of your money. But it's still—I mean, twenty million is a good amount to shoot for. Fifteen million would be pretty. If you have fifteen million sitting, like not liquid, but like 
of assets of, or of uh, net worth of net worth yeah but a lot of net worth doesn't do any work for you like, like invested well, as in like net worth invested. as in uh, like assets minus any debt that you may owe yeah well, it would be 50 million invested because you, if you have 50 million in a car for instance yeah, that's not, that's not good. Right. But yeah, like 15 want, million like, invested. Yeah. yeah. 15 invested. million invested. Okay. Well, how would it invest? Like, how would owning houses? I guess you would charge that would be rent and then have real cash flow. Real exactly. estate. Yeah. yeah. Or rental property. Rental property. And it would be good because then you would need less money if because you could always put a down payment, like 20 or so percent on a house and then be happy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, those are fun numbers to kind of think about. I guess at the end of the day, like retirement, I would love to have myself set up. Mm-hmm. I love Malibu, so I'm ultimately going to try to find a place out there. But ha- like buy it and have it paid off. So then my I'm just paying, I guess, property tax. and You, you don't know. want to pay it off, though. You want to have that loan. It's a tax write-off. Would be good for you. Yeah, well, it's free money. I guess that's sort of it's what I mean. It's free money. That's what I mean. It's like have, okay. So maybe, okay, or I'm learning. So yeah. You always want to take loans. Yeah, Anytime loans you great. get a loan, yeah. take a loan. Because on a mortgage, you're getting, t- let's say, call it even 3%. Inflation is probably going to be about 2%. That means you're only paying 1% interest on that money before tax write-offs. That's really cheap versus investing that money. Even if you get 3% somewhere else, 4%, you get the profit, the difference. So you're making money by keeping the loan. So could you just get a loan just to like put in the stock market and stuff? You, I mean, you could. You I could mean, borrow here, money. Here's market, what I do. It's more dangerous. Here's what I do. I, I put as little down in real estate as possible. So on the Vegas place, I put 15% down. I got the biggest loan I can, so I have more money left over to invest in the stock market. So I'm not borrowing money directly to, to invest in stocks, but I'm putting as little money down in real estate as possible, so I have yeah. more money left over. Same with this. Like, that makes sense. I, I, try, I, I don't ever pay extra towards the principal. I just pay the bare minimum, 30-year fixed, invest the difference, put as little money down as possible. Yeah. If you wanted to borrow money to put into the stock market... It's, it's a little bit more aggressive, but since you are young, I don't think it's like the worst idea. Uh, you could use a different brokerage, like M1 Finance. I know yeah, it's really but, good. But then, but then you get issues well, with margin rates? calls. Right, but if that's in the event. That, yeah, like, it's it's usually prime rates plus like a little bit. Sometimes they'll offer discounts. Like they'll Charles do 2% Schwab, right now. That's M1 Finance will do 2%. Uh, On you, 33% of your portfolio. So if you have if you have 10 million in, or I mean, I guess like 12 million invested, then that's of the equivalent of like fifteen million. It's risky. I personally wouldn't. I don't know. I, like, I'm I not wouldn't. strictly advising you to do yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you wanted to get more action out of your money, you know, your income is very, very strong. So, I would just be worried about a margin yeah. call on that. Just like, just in case the markets drop like fifty percent, something crazy happens, and all of a sudden they're come knocking. Hey, we, we need our right. loan back. It's very just, aggressive. It's yeah. Very what, aggressive. Like okay, so I got pre-approved for the two point seven five for like a $2 million loan or something for a house, right? But mm-hmm. if I had got that same to, let's say, put in the stock market, it's not that hard to beat two and a half. You won't, you won't get that loan for the stock. You'll get that for real estate because real estate is, is, is a safe investment. And no matter what happens, they have that land and they have the, the structure mm-hmm. to go after. So they use that house as collateral, just okay. like they would use your stocks as collateral if they gave you a loan on that. Real estate is, is, is very safe, and that's why they can give you a 30-year fixed rate loan at such a low interest rate okay that makes sense okay with stocks if it goes down if it goes down they have the yeah. right to say hey you're getting pretty low going we need some cash right now to hedge our position real estate they're not going to do that real estate that house could drop 90 percent in value they're never going to call that loan hmm. yeah that's interesting i guess that makes 
Makes sense of like why that would be such yeah. a low interest rate. So if I were you, I'd put as little down in real estate as possible. Invest more. That's all you need to do. It's just invest more of your money. Invest more, yeah. Just get in the habit of doing it. The, the, the scariest part is just in the beginning. Yeah, that's and right. One, and once now. you get into it, like give it two months, it's not going to seem like a big deal. Yeah, exactly. As, uh, yeah, as the graphs kind of start to average over the right. days. And, yeah. I mean, I understand the principle. Like, you know, my best friend went to Wharton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, you know, loves fi- you know, finances and investing and stuff like that. So like I, I get the high level stuff. I understand principles and how it works. It's just scary when it's like I, I worked so hard and I sacrificed know. everything to be where I'm at. And here's the chunk of change I have. I don't want to put it in and have it go down 50%. Yeah. Like, Statistically, you have a 66% chance of uh, doing what's called lump sum investing. We take all the money and just invest it all at once. 66% of the time, you'll make more money doing that than dollar cost averaging. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because on average, the stock market goes up Yeah. every year. You'll have more green days than red. Yeah. So more often than not, the sooner you get in, the more profitable it'll be. Uh, so that's, Overall. that's how it works mathematically. So you, right. So you have a 33% chance of, hey, you put all your money in, and ah, bad timing, next year is down a lot. Um, but it, for odds like that, like if you go to a casino and they say, hey, 66% of the time you bet on this, you're going to make money. Overall, that's pretty smart to, to take that bet. And, and you yeah. wouldn't just be investing once and never again. Realistically, what you do, you have a big lump sum, you dump it in the market, and you make it a consistent habit every single month or every week. But then invest. it kind of starts going to cost averaging or cost yeah, exactly. averaging. But, that, but that's the point of investing. Right now, you have a big amount that's yeah. sitting in your cash. It's what to do with that big amount. Yeah. So overall, it's not going to make that big of a deal whether you dump it all in at once or you dollar cost average because long term, you're, you're going to be investing for the next 20 years anyway. So it's not going to yeah. make a huge difference. That makes sense. What helps me is knowing that like, I have full faith in like an understanding that on average the stocks just will go up it's just a matter of time of like how long it will take long, to, yeah. Yeah. to make a profit and if you understand that like regardless of whatever happens as long as you hold for a long time you will be up you know what i mean i'm obviously not i will never give a hundred percent guarantee but like i can give the jack guarantee you know you'll be the good. napkin and, guarantee and to have the jack guarantee <laughs> yeah. on something like that and to have an understanding and full faith yeah. in that it just makes it a lot easier Okay, well, now that I have the Jack guarantee, I'm just going <laughs> to dump go. it all in, lump <laughs> yeah, sum, and I'll call you guys you tomorrow go. if I'm up or down. What makes it easier for me is that I know even if the market does go down, you'll keep making money, and that's your chance to reinvest at a lower price. Mm-hmm. So even though, yeah, initially you might yeah. not have gotten the best deal, um, you'll end up making more money long term. Like, I remember when I was buying into the S&P when it was, like, 35, and I bought big chunks at 35, and then it went down to, like, 33. I bought bigger chunks at 33, and uh, now it's 36-something. So, yeah, I mean, it goes up and down. So I, I, even when it was at 3, I was buying big chunks. That's when I did those $50,000 increments on you for YouTube videos. And I remember hitting 3 and be like, ah, that's, that's, maybe it's going to go down, but it doesn't matter. Back then, people were worried about it going down. The most important thing is just, like, consistent investing. Yeah. That'll do you well. Mm-hmm. What is the secret to the stock market that... Consistency. Consistency, yeah. Um, Being diligent, not pulling out when it goes down. Never pull out. Yeah. Some sometimes. Well, you, ne- you never. Okay, so you never said what you thought my network was. Net- oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess two and a half. I'm gonna guess as well. Okay. I have to think about it for one second. I'm gonna say. 
I'm going to say it's probably around 3.2. 3 zero. What did Google say? 4.5. Oh, it said 4.5. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not sh- no channel. No, no channel. We, the yeah. channel we could, we could, yeah. Says, I don't, act, I don't know yeah. the, the, the actual answer. Um, you would basically take the amount of cash you have in the bank, the yeah. amount of cash you have invested, the value of the cars. You don't have any debt. Whatever the whatever your cash and asset value are, yeah, that's 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 what it would be. Yeah, I mean it's probably like three plus. Okay. Yeah. So you're closer, Jack. Congrats. What do I win? A dollar. I'll give you a dollar. Thanks, man. Like, I'll give you. I a paid dollar. him so many dollars. We make yeah. all these bets. Yeah. And I always, I always, get, I always lose. He wins, and it's always a dollar. So this wasn't kinda... even a bet, though. If it were a bet, I would have placed uh, a lot more. Would have had a lot bad. more thought on this answer. I think but, the way Google probably did it is looked at my total channel views and multiplied it by an average probably. CPM of like two point seven five or three mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Kinda, that's pretty pretty yeah. accurate for Google. But that's also like pre-tax. That is true. And pre-expense, you know, there's expenses and then taxes are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's like that's that would be like they're really saying half that. Also minus expenses or minus expenses first and then half that. Right. Because your videos could be expensive. What's, what's the average cost you would say for one of your videos? It's pretty low. Really? I don't spend a lot of money. Um, I guess for me, it's a lot. I hear $4,000 Lego sets. I'm oh, wow. Four grand. Not as much as Eric. Eric yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'd like to talk to him about that. Um, but yeah, like the $4,000 Lego. I just, so I'd, uh, initially for the first set of these giant Legos that we got, and they're so cool. They're just literally giant Legos, and you can build huge things and climb on them. And so we probably spent around like four grand, you know, from China. Great deal. Um, way cheaper than if you got something similar in the U.S. But then we've, I mean, we probably made over, I think Phil knows the numbers more, but like mm-hmm. over a 1,000% return, maybe 2,000% return, just an excessive amount. Like we've done so many videos that have gone so viral with that same set of Legos, hmm. you know? So yeah, I spent 4,000 mm. on the first video and that probably broke even or something. And then yeah. the next one, then Liz filmed a few those went viral. Those probably doubled the, you know, hundred percent return and then 200%. And then we hit like one that hits like 22 million views. And that probably more than 10 X is the return alone in just that one video, wow. you know, and then it just keeps going. We just keep using them. And so I do a lot of investments where I'll like, I'll buy something, like a few thousand dollars or you know sometimes it's like a new car or equipment or cameras but then we'll just use it all the time it's better than so, the stock market returns that's true things. it definitely is actually so i was talking with uh financial advisors because i knew i wanted one ended up not feeling comfortable mm-hmm. uh you know so i feel like i had to kind of do it myself but they were you know i told them about like yeah like I, how much do you spend so i told them i'd spend this and this is how much that video would make they like dude that's more than i could do in the stock market in a year yeah you know, significantly more. And I'm like, so I started kind of thinking more about it. And some of the invent, uh, investors that I was interviewing to work with were kind of saying that, like, dude, your biggest return is like, you need to spend more on your videos because every time you invest into one of your videos, it returns so much mm-hmm. more. And when I don't spend money on like new props and things, there's less to film with or, you know, less whatever, you know? And so it ends up. I just think it's diversifying. It's that yeah. you have something to fall back on should something happen. You have something a little different than YouTube. Yes. And even if you invest 20, it's just 20% of your income just to invest it, spend 80% back on YouTube, again, you'd be set. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah, I feel like I've just been so hyper-focused on everything, and now I'm finally growing the team enough 
uh, to be able to do, to offboard a lot of the tasks that I normally do every day. So I have more time in my life to kind of think about the next thing. Like, hey, do I want to buy like uh, a duplex and rent it out? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, some kind of real estate, which I find very interesting, real estate. Um, or maybe some other venture that, you know, comes comes around. But I totally agree. Like if YouTube goes down, how do I diversify? Mm-hmm. So right now I'm trying to diversify within the platform. So if YouTube goes down, I could be like, hey, over here on TikTok, this is what happened. Here's the update. People, like I'm not radio silent. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that. I'm trying to work on those platforms. But then even outside of all the social media, I feel like I need like something too. I mean, it's smart. Be, start, yeah. start a financial YouTube channel now. Yeah. You could do some crazy investing like stunts like that. I I've wanted to do stunts like that where you give everyone 5 grand and just like see see how much money they can make on Robin Hood. I think stuff like that would be mm. kind of fun. I just wouldn't do it. But uh you could start doing crazy financial stunts. Real who could increase your, Yeah, who could in, who could get the most credit cards in 24 hours wins. Yeah. We've done who can make the most money. Really? Yeah. That's fun. And it was like 24 hours or some number of hours we did, yeah. Who made the most money? I think, uh, oh, you know what? It was Liz. Okay. Yeah. How much did she make? So, so Stove and I, I, I don't think I was a part of the challenge or we teamed up or something. So I was helping him. We went down to like Hollywood and he was like dancing in a costume trying to get, we made like 20 bucks because fans recognized mm-hmm. us. We made like, I don't know, 40 bucks or something. It was yeah. pretty uh, surprising. So all Liz did was opened up uh, YouTube or Instagram and live streamed and made like, I don't know, 400 bucks in an hour from live streaming from donations. And so she just sat there. Why can't Instagram do that with donations? How much? 800 bucks. 800 bucks. In an hour? In wow. like an hour and a half, 800 bucks sitting there on YouTube live streaming. Or was it YouTube? Yeah, YouTube live streaming. You donate. Oh, you donated it. Yeah. Well, yeah, she said it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... But still, like without that, then it would have been 650 bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a little push for the other sure. stuff. That's but like. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're out there. We drove. We had to spend money on gas. We have a costume. We're embarrassing ourselves. We got recognized by fans, which is always tough to navigate when you're like filming and trying to get content oh, yeah, on the sure. crunch, and then you're trying to take time for photos. Um, all kinds of stuff, you know, like bumping into people. You know, it was crazy that day. Uh, you know, we come home with like forty-two bucks, and twenty of them I donated to Stone. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, I think Ryan literally made no money. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's very interesting. And so that's why, you know, it's hard to not put a lot of emphasis and focus on, you know, YouTube and the stuff that we do because it's very lucrative. I can spend all this trying to like do some other side gig and well, now I'm making less over here because of the lack of attention. And over here, maybe I'm, I'm lucky to make a thousand bucks a month, you know, so it's really tough to diversify when the main is just, it's just like cranking hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, may not crank hard forever but doing the best we can to keep going you know how do you not get burnt out i think i'm probably burned out right now really yeah but yeah, i'm battling so, that so how do you how do you push through do you do it anyway yeah i kind of do it every that's not the solution yeah uh and it will catch up to you so i'm navigating that um so i'm trying to take so right now i'm offloading mm-hmm. uh i'm bringing on more people i literally just hired three people like a few days ago mm-hmm. um to just start doing less because I need to have other people like that's kind of what the burnout is, right? You're doing things that you just like are exhausted to do or you're doing too much or both. Do you think you're burnt out because it's not a challenge anymore to, to do something viral, to do these crazy stunts? I think a little bit in that vein, but it's more like 
I'm just so tired of all the nitty gritty that nobody knows about behind mm-hmm. the scenes. I mean, you know, because you're a YouTuber and stuff. And I'm just so excited to get on to the next stuff. But I have all this, like now that it's grown into such an operation. And stuff. So much baggage, so much of a business to run, mm-hmm. which I like, but it's hard to be a business and the talent at the same time. But before when we started, it was just my iPhone and then I would go and film. It had nothing else, no other responsibilities, nothing to think about. And now I have like a legal team. We have a CPA team. We have all these employees. We have a house. We have rent. We have all these logistics. We have all these channels. What's your and overhead? That's got to be like 100000 a month to run that? Uh, Yeah, probably. Gosh, I mean, I would just, I would get stressed, so stressed knowing that like every day you have to bring in a certain amount. Maybe I'm making the problem worse. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's got to be stressful, man, every day. I would like it. I think that's cool. It having is cool. Having a lot of stress, like, I mean, having the stress is something that will keep you going, and at the same time, you have, you live a very, it seems like a very dynamic life. You know what I mean? I do like, a lot of crazy stuff, but what's crazy is I... I'm dying to just lay on the couch and do nothing all day. So like when I get like a day off mm-hmm. because my job is to do crazy stuff all the time and be excited and, and I uh, love that. It's so fun. You know, what do you like to do outside of content? It's like I'll lay on the couch and not move for 12 hours, mm-hmm. two days in a row. And it's still not enough for before Monday. I get antsy. If I don't do things for a day, I start getting like, oh, there's so much stuff I got to do. Yeah. It's I mean, hard I'm kind of like to, that too. I'm yeah. not normally like the one that wants to lay there, but yeah. you know, where I'm at now, being like just exhausted of, uh, you know, kind of feeling burned out and stuff. You know, otherwise we'll just spend the whole weekend in Malibu. Liz just bought a condo mm. in Malibu and it's amazing. So we'll go there on the weekends as often as we can um, and just enjoy. Like it's kind of like a different vibe out there than mm-hmm. uh, where we are. It's only 20 minutes, but it's, you know, the ocean, all that stuff is so nice. So we just try to do that and try to disconnect, uh, you know, our minds from work. So we come back, we can feel more like energized and, you know, excited to push through all the tremendous amount of stuff we have to do in a week. Yeah. I feel at least for me, some of the burnout comes with feeling like it's repetitive after a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, every now and then when I get a topic, I'm really excited about talking about. It's just that's when I love it. When there's a new topic that comes out, like I'm so excited to get my my thoughts about it. And uh that's when the burnout disappears. But then I feel burnt out. It's like, oh, side hustles. <laughs> One quick question. Yeah. How many hours a week would you say you work? When we first started, we worked. If we weren't sleeping, we were working. Mm-hmm. And that was for, I don't know, two years. And then we had the great idea of, you know, what if we took like weekends off from work? So we started doing that. And that was tough to like not work. And like, what do we do on a Saturday? It was weird. So we ended up just kind of working like half anyways. Why you did know? you why did you decide to take weekends off? Because we realized that we need like to be more normal, like why? people. Because it's you know, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And we're sprinting and that was great because we blew up and we established we felt good. And now we feel like we can kind of be a little bit more sustainability is the mindset as opposed to let's how fast we can run everything. Mm-hmm. Um and then also, you know, growing the team and stuff. Uh, there's other people that come in, they have their own lives and own places to live in, like girlfriends and stuff. So they like need to you know like work-life balance is like a, a thing i see graham smirking out of the side <laughs> of his face and so smiling. yeah i don't know you guys are working every day maybe no we, we are but yeah. I think it's just funny because like now taking saturdays off yeah yeah i mean so even so this day so the day i started i haven't taken like vacation apart from like i took a two and a half day vacation a couple uh about a month and a half ago for mm-hmm. the first time that was huge for me um, and so I'm dying just to like get out of the office 
But even when I'm out and the like couple of vacations I've been on, I'm still having to, you know, open the laptop. Everyone's out having a good time, chilling and stuff. And I got to like sneak off to my room and work for a few hours. Do you like on. doing that or you don't like doing I that? I mean, I love what I do, but like you got to be able to like have some times where you just like yeah. don't bring the computer or, you know what I mean? Like just check out mentally. That's the refresh that uh, combats the burnout. Okay. I really, I really believe. And so I'm itching for a vacation, so uh, I have one planned, but it's also stressful because I have to make sure I get everything done. And then usually when I'm gone, I'm getting phone calls and text messages. And there's like all, like from all these different disciplines that I work with, through the finances, CPAs, to the team, to other creators, to networking, to like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's usually really hard to turn off. Very, very difficult. And uh, I think that's what I need for like to come back super fresh. Mm Mm-hmm. See, I find it enjoyable sometimes to be like always feeling like I'm doing something productive. So it's hard for me not to do anything productive. I'm the same Off, way. Yeah. And that's why I'm in my position. Yeah. But now that I'm here long enough and I do think things are feeling a little bit repetitive and kind of automated in a way. So it's maybe less challenging or exciting mm-hmm. or maybe I'm just more used to uh, used to it. Um, I'm feeling more burned out, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I think. Like, it's the ebbs and flows. I feel like yep. I need to get out and then come back and then do that periodically. I think it's just yeah, at least what I need, I think. But, yeah. I, I mean, I love to work, and I think that's part of why, you know, I am here because mm-hmm. I just, you know, found something that I love to work on, like, and I just obsess on it and just go and work, and I'll just make any excuse to not go to, like, a party or, like, a, an event and just work and work and work and work mm-hmm. and work because it's, like, awesome. I get that. Should we end it on what, – what positive note do you want to end on, Jack? Um, I haven't thought of a positive note, but I have one more quick question. Yeah. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Um, I'm very introverted when it comes to people I don't know or like parties and stuff. I don't really enjoy them as much. It's over. It's, it's a lot for me. But within my own friend group, I feel like I'm more extrovert, if that makes sense. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if like a lot of people are kind of different on situations. I, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I I would consider myself the same. I think like in, in new groups of people, it's a, it's a little weird to. I don't want to like make a big. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of be a wallflower, you know. But like yeah, within like, my friend group, they would all consider me like huge extroverts. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's really not answering the question. No, I don't that's, know. That's like, a I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's like everyone though. No, it means you're. Pro- I think that I, is everyone. No, I mean, I, 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 I don't think know. That there really? definitely are certain people that are just wildly extroverted or introverted. You know, the people that just stay inside all day, every single day. I have friends like that, and then yeah, that's not like, like me. I like to just stay at home oh, and not don't do that. Sorry. Like for me, I I just like to stay at home. Like I don't like if I'm at the grocery store by myself. I'm very introvert. I'm not like hey, what's up, cashier? Hey, what's up, person shopping? Like, bouncing around and stuff. I'm kind of just like, don't talk to me. Like, I'm doing my own thing. Like, uh-huh. just quiet voices in my head. Just, chop, you know. Voices in the head. Or not, like, cruising, not schizophrenic, you know? <laughs> I guess. But, you know, I'm just kind of okay, thinking yeah. to myself, just, you know, living my life just mm. internally, you know. Uh, but then with friends, it's, you know, the opposite. Yeah. It's very interesting. Cool. I think, you know, to sum it up nice, nicely, I... This has been a nice episode. It's been very nice meeting you. Uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. This is cool. Thank you. Yeah, you would hit me up months ago wanting to network, talk business, talk yeah. YouTube. weren't able to make it happen until like a week ago. You gave me a house tour. Yeah, insane house in Bel Air. How many? I don't know how many square feet is that. Twenty thousand square feet. Yeah, I think it's fifteen thousand. <laughs> nine bed, like nine bedrooms, something like that. Yeah, I think it's. 10, ten bedrooms, ten 15 bedrooms. bathrooms. That is and only crazy. And only you live there, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sort of. I have, like, friends that stay all the time, and but no, like, business people. Gosh, like, that is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But again, we used to all live in the same house. Yeah. 
regardless of size, it's the work-life thing that we've really discovered. Uh, you know, having people like go home to their own spot that they're responsible for and that stuff versus mm-hmm. like every time I open the fridge, like where's the eggs? I bought them last night, you know, and then you just, yeah. it's, it's the whole thing. Uh, really fascinating. Though. You know what would be fun? I just thought of this. Because I was starting to think, like, who are we going to have for the next week's podcast? I remember you and I had talked about somebody, and I can't remember who that was. But what would be fun is if you gave us a recommendation of someone to have on the next podcast, and then that person gives us another recommendation Hmm. of someone to have on the podcast. That would be really interesting. And then every uh, episode is just a recommendation from the last person, and just see who we meet. I think that might be kind of cool. I don't know if that's something you're interested in. I just thought of that, because I can't... Who, would you know of anyone that you think the episode would do well? It'd be, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think I had to understand, like, what kind of guests do well on your podcast. Like, people that are, like, popular, like, famous people. Or... People like people like finance, I've noticed. People that like but... finance, but at the same time, obviously, it would be easier if they were popular. If they aren't, they, it's got to be something that sets them apart. Like, yeah, like, super interesting. Right. Yeah. Joe Rogan-esque, you know, yes. with a hint of finance. Right. Okay, yeah, I know some people. Okay. There's some guys on FaZe Clan that I think would be really cool. Okay. We can get Rug. I think that would be great. FaZe Rug would be cool. Um, I think someone, I think FaZe K, if you're familiar with him, Mm-mm. he's uh, really into, like, finances and investing, like, obsessive about it. Cool. You'd love to have anybody too. on that you can... I think that would be, be interesting, because... Usually with the podcast, like I've talked with people before, it's never really just a cold introduction on a podcast. Never, never just. So that would be cool to meet somebody who I've like, yeah, haven't met before. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think Frazier would be awesome. You know, we talk a little bit about you know he's got all these businesses and things that he's investing in. Also, he just are you familiar with Spotter? No. It's a very fascinating business model. They'll pay you upfront today for your future monetization earnings on your channel. How much are they pay? Jeez. Like big money. I mean, yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I yeah, want to see how like, much they'd they offer. They'll yeah. offer millions of dollars depending on the size and potential future performance of your cat uh, back catalog. What's what's to say I just don't stop uploading? They will have like upload minimums for the the term, like five years. Five years? Yeah, so they'll pay you today yeah. cash, a check. Okay. For every video they've uploaded up until the first of the month. Yeah. Uh, and they'll essentially <clears throat> just copyright strike all those mm-hmm. or claim them so that uh, that money doesn't go to you. It goes to them for five years, and then they just turn it off. I can't tell you who did that. Somebody else I talked to did that. I th- I'm 99% sure it was the same thing. Uh, and they sold the rights to all of their previous videos for one big, a big lump sum that they then used to reinvest back in the channel. Well, here's the thing. It's a licensing thing. They're yeah. not selling it. Right. Um, yeah, that's what I meant. I meant to say, yeah. Well, it makes a big difference, I think, also mm-hmm. with taxes and how you file it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, super interesting. I looked into it, um, and I know a lot of people that have done it and have taken massive seven, eight-figure checks. I just want to see how much they'd offer me. I'm so curious. I hit could give up. you an idea. You could, yeah, you could hit them up, and they'll, yeah. they'll calculate something. I could also, like... Can you give me an idea? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen my, seen my analytics, but you could... Check that out. And you could go to the revenue and just sort by whatever. I'm just curious what they would offer. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say, like, do your old videos do well? Yeah. So, like, a lot of your top earners will be... I would say... Videos. I would say... Um, under 20 videos that will consistently 
bring views, right? Right. Uh, it's about 20 yeah. or so videos that he's posted in the past that will consistently do well, rank well. And- yeah, I don't know. I would say maybe... Like how, like the tail of your video. Yeah, seventy percent of the revenue. I would say maybe, maybe seventy percent of the revenue comes within the last thirty days, and then every thirty percent of it is just old videos. It's hard to say because this is different than what my channel looks like. Yeah, um, yours. I've noticed they just will continually get views because every video is kind of like a standalone. Some mine is news, so like some of those videos that you're clicking on. Within a week, they're irrelevant. Yeah. So that's the biggest part of their calculation. Um, and I have a really good idea of how their model works. They have an exponential decay model mm-hmm. that all videos will follow, essentially. You know, they, you post it, like, really high, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of starts to decay. Right. So they have a model where they figured if they just get enough YouTube videos from enough different disciplines, just like stocks, you can average it and hedge money on that and put make a business model yeah. about paying it uh, and try to make a, some sort of percent return, you know, with those risks. Some channels right. will win, some will lose, but on average, given this mathematical model they developed, uh, they'll make money. Mm. So it looks like a lot of your videos don't have like huge uh, long-term performance, you know, like in a month. Yeah, what is that? So you could say it out loud: eighteen dollars. That video $18. made eighteen dollars last month. In the last month, it's an old video. Like you probably uploaded this, uh, you know, months ago, couple right? Months ago. Yeah. But yeah, 18 bucks. Whereas like if I had, I'll pull one up just to kind of compare. Yeah. I'll just scroll back, similar amount. Could you like, take any sort of screenshot or anything so I can throw it up in the... Uh, sure. Like here's like a, a good one. So maybe it's not really apples to apples. But this one is, uh, and I'll screenshot this one. So this is, in the last 28 days, $2,000. Wow. And this is an old video that I filmed over six, seven months ago. And so it's still doing two thousand dollars a month. It's like a rental property. It's good. So speaking that's... of rental property, man, this is my favorite one. My one of my most uh, profitable videos is how to buy your first rental property step by step. It has consistently made about twenty two hundred dollars a month for like three years now. Is that what it's at now? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's an old video too. See, that's last what night you, you guys look produce. at that consistency. Almost a hundred dollars a day. On a video I made three years ago. Yeah, see, that's what I love Gosh. about YouTube because Look you can that, make man. these videos. Oh, man. I, I haven't looked at these analytics. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's wow. crazy. Like, that's what I think is so cool is you can make a YouTube video. And I consider them as digital assets. It's like, you know, we have a production company. We're a startup. or small. But the product that we produce is are these free digital assets that we post on YouTube. And these assets can continue to bring in revenue day after day, month after month. Some of them kind of exponentially decay, but others will just sit and then, then just kind of cruise just like that $100 a day for a year is, can I say that number? Yeah. yeah. Like $26,000 in a year. Mm-hmm. But what did you do for that in the last year? Nothing for that particular video. I mean, you're keeping the brand going and stuff, but mm-hmm. that's just happening kind of like passive income. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And so that's the kind of content that I try to produce is stuff that I think is going to do that. And uh, I think that's also... A great Smart. sign of content that also coincides with being highly entertaining, highly clickable, and people love that video, and so it keeps getting watched. Like it's not like annoying; it's not a virus; it's not annoying people. People are enjoying it and they're watching it. And here it is, hundred dollars a day for for I don't know, not forever, but for a, yeah. a long period. So, what do you think they would offer on uh, on my channel? From what I saw, it yeah. looks like a lot of your videos really kind of decay. To right. Just kind I would of the, say there's maybe thirty to forty videos that bring in the consistent amount from a long well, time Well, here's ago. the number that will determine everything. 
given how much money you're making a month, how many, uh, like the last, so if you pulled that up in the last uh, 28 days, you made X amount. How much? You can say it. Yeah, you can what say was it. it? I a 170, remember. I think. Okay, so $170,000. How much of that $170,000 came from videos you posted in the last month or the last 28 days? Probably 80, 70% of it. So 70% came from those new videos and yes. 30% is your old. So okay. 170, 30%. So that's 51,000. So that's almost backwards for me. Okay. Mine is like whatever I made that month, uh, 80% is old videos or wow. like uh, 60 60, 70% is old videos wow. chugging along. So for your channel, I, I really, it's so hard to say. I thought it was going to be a little bit more similar mm-hmm. and I could kind of work it that way. So I really don't know. Can you say how much they offered you? Uh, I don't want to say. What if we Because it's still on the table. I can tell you guys personally. Okay. I'll blur it. I okay. can read it. Oh, uh, they offered me for my full catalog up until the start of the month mm-hmm. that I was negotiating. You'd have to pay tax on all that up front, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Unless you spend it. But the thing is, the only yeah. the only thing that I pay is whatever those those videos will generate the old videos, and again they'd start to decay. They don't touch the new stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you guys get how that works. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, well, what about like just everything that I posted right. uh, twenty the January first, twenty twenty, and older, like twenty nineteen mm-hmm. and older, and they offered I think, which seems a little bit better because those videos are already yeah. older. But then if you look back, they just chug and chug and chug. You yeah. can do the math yourself. And oh yeah, exactly. It makes sense. So I, I didn't do it. Now that I'm kind of burned out on the way here, I was talking. I was like, oh, I'm kind of thinking about Spotter. I don't believe in it because it, it it pays back so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's a loan and you pay it back slowly over thirty years. No, you take this loan in a way and you start paying it back the most month one, month two. Like the way you pay it starts to decay. Right. So they say it's a five-year term, it's really not. They basically make most of their investment back at the end of like year one and a half or two. I believe those investment guys are so smart, they're so calculated, they would not make you an offer that they knew would not be in their favor in terms of the risk and reward. I mean, they might be off every now and then, but I think they build up enough of a margin in every person to ensure that they're making enough money from everybody. Okay, but in Spotter's defense, I do agree. They're very smart. Mm -hmm. And whoever's running their models is leaps and bounds above the little that I did to try mm-hmm. to crunch my own numbers. However, I think this is a really smart thing for some creators in some circumstances, which I think actually ends up being a lot, mm-hmm. is that opportunity cost of that money today yes. is so amazing, regardless of whatever the technical interest would boil down to. That's true. And so I think it is a very smart fee, uh, very smart for some people. But for me, who already has a ton of working capital that I haven't even invested yet, and I believe in my future success and growth. And I feel from my analytical background, I have more confidence and control over my future of mm-hmm. stability. It didn't make sense for me. So yeah, that's I how agree. I approached it. Uh, now that I'm burning out, I'm kind of thinking maybe I should have taken a cash out and go sit on a beach. But, you know, I just need a vacation and I'm going to be back because I do inherently just love to create crazy content and yeah. I have massive dreams for the future. So cool. That's it. It's a good point to end off at. What do you think? We need two so. hours of long. Episode. I'm sure that offer yeah. will stay there. Or like like spotter won't they and they might anything, recalculate yeah, yeah they could recalculate maybe it's a little bit lower but you would be i feel like maybe probably way happier or w- sorry way more upset to take it and then regret it than to yeah. not take it and then i just figured like look like what i'm doing is great it's working i've never taken a loan or an investment from any investor before and uh it's going awesome it's i couldn't have dreamed to be in the position i am and have as much success and uh, be doing what i'm doing you know it's amazing i could never have dreamed of it so why kind of mess with... It's not broken, why mess with it? Yeah. 
You know, like if I'm like in a weird position or desperate, I think that's when it starts to look a little bit more, uh, at least for some, in my current position, would look more appetizing. I agree. But, you know, things are great. I don't want to, don't jinx it, you know? Yeah. Cool. I'd say we wrap up. Yeah. Two hours. Cool. So well, with that, that said, a, yeah. you guys. Oh, yeah. So, so, laugh. Let me see yeah, my answer. Okay. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. And Carter, thank you so much for coming by. You got to tell them, though, really quick, before they click out, to destroy the like button for the YouTube algorithm. Absolutely destroy it. And don't forget about the subscribe button if you haven't already, too. Mm-hmm. And the notification bell. Yeah. We're going to link our Instagrams down below in the description. And don't forget, Weeble is now offering four free stocks. That's right. It's crazy. They said their offer uh, was ending for three free stocks. And everyone's like, oh, they're good. They're going to go down. They just made it better. Four free stocks. Guys. Till the end of the month. So if you want four free stocks, use that link down below in the description. Enjoy. Let us know which four you get. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time. See you guys. Subscribe to Carter. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, it says on the sticker. Okay. So large. Grab one of these online. Teamrar.com. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you a review real quick. Yeah, let me know what your honest uh, opinion is. I don't know if that one's going to fit you. That's a adult small. It's all good. I'm pretty skinny. Might be a... Dude, this is really soft. Well, let me just try it from this angle. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Okay. It's definitely a bit small, but you're kind of squeezing in. Is that still filming, the triple one, Graham? Yeah. Okay. So we always have our guests introduce themselves, or introduce the podcast. Okay. So you're going to say, welcome to the 28th ever episode of the Iced Coffee Hour Ice My name is Ice Coffee Hour. Okay. Uh, how much has the podcast made so far? 18,000. 18, yeah, the podcast has made so far $18,600. And that's going to be our introduction. Yeah. 18,6. <laughs> Welcome to our 28th ever, ever episode of the Ice Coffee Hour. My name is Carter. Uh, so far, the podcast has made $18,600. So just 18,6. I mean, if you butcher it, it's, it's fine. We'll piece it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And which camera do I address? That one, that one is right on you. If you want to look directly to the audience, that one. This is going to be the main angle for all of us. That's going to be on me. You could okay. actually do it in that one. Yeah, do it just on to that start. One. Yeah. Cool. So this is the Iced Coffee Hour episode 28. Right. And then 18,6. Yep. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Iced Coffee Hour. I'm Carter Share. This is episode 28. And this podcast has made $18,600 so far. You could do it again. 28th ever. 28th oh ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Good good catch. Yeah, of course. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Iced Coffee Hour. I'm Carter Share, and this is... <laughs> right, well, take three. <laughs> you should do the little thing, the boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be funny.